Fed can just print more money out of thin air, but the government's always going to be in debt to the Fed. Always. everybody to another episode of dangerous world podcast monday night master debaters edition and if you didn't already know these episodes always air a week before at the great deception podcast feed i know the listeners probably know but we're picking up new listeners here and there want to make sure that this is well known to people because there's other great podcasts out there and I'm lucky to uh, know some of these guys. So Great Deception being one. And we did an awesome show here. And I hope that you heard it last week. Actually, I'm recording this just before we're doing the new uh, up-to-date Monday Night Master Debaters. And hopefully, we're recording this as you're listening. If you're listening right away as it drops. I'm trying to drop these on Monday night since I do them a week late. It just felt like it made sense in my mind. I don't know why I didn't think of it earlier. But... We were joined by Josh and Sean from the Mind's Eye podcast here. Some great dudes. Super, super fun episode. Um, it it kind of turned out, even though you know I didn't know these guys, it's fun to meet new people. And we don't agree on everything. They seem to have a pretty decent TikTok presence. I've made my feelings of TikTok pretty well known. I think that a lot of it's fake. Um, I would say above 90%, I think, of the accounts that are engaged with are fake. Um but I always try to push back on, you know, people when they're saying that their TikToks are killing it and stuff like that. Good on them. If it makes you feel like your business is going to thrive, I, I think that there's nothing wrong with it. And again, I'm not even like doing a backward compliment to these guys. They're great. They're solid, solid dudes and um, just had an incredible conversation with them. So big, big thanks to the Mind's Eye podcast. You can check them out and I recommend you do. Um, they have Instagram. They have TikTok, obviously. Um, I don't think, oh yeah, they have a, a link tree on their Instagram. So check out their Instagram at the Minds Eye podcast. Now, what I'm going to be getting into here today is something very interesting. You know that I kind of just run through 20 or 30 minutes and this is going to be a shorter one because I'm short on time here before we do this episode. Um, you know, I've been talking about this stuff a lot lately, the, the satanic infiltration of the government. Okay. This Luciferian, I like to call it infernal, kind of sounds cool. This infernal government where these these strange characters that do some very weird things behind the scenes are totally running our lives. They're, they're in control of policies, and when they're not in front of the camera wearing a suit and all buttoned up, they're literally wearing leather and doing dominatrix shit with like fake blood or maybe real blood or, um, you know doing some sort of weird satanic shit. And I'm not even kidding. Like this, this blew my mind. I hope that it's not, whoops. I hope that it's not something that you all knew about because, and I was just maybe behind the ball on this, but, um, you know, the monkey pox stuff, right? The whole thing that was supposed to be like worse than COVID and just crazy nonsense that was pushed about this monkey pox, pox really early on. 
This, again, is more proof that we have satanic weirdos that perform black magic rituals in charge of how we address these things. And I'm going to be talking about this character, Dimitri Daskalakis. And I don't want to say his name many times, so I'm just going to call him Daka Shikawala or something. I don't want him to appear behind me if I continue to say his name, because this dude is fucking weird. And I'm not saying he's weird because he's gay. I am saying he's kind of weird because he's satanic, but just the way that this dude goes about certain things is fucking weird. And he is the deputy coordinator of the White House National Monkeypox Response. So a, a handful of a name there, but very strange. I think that the guy is going to become the next Fauci. We know Fauci stepping down. Now, for right now, he's serving under this guy, Robert Fenton. And you might be saying, well, what the hell's so weird about this guy? I'm going to get into it. You're going to find out. It is weird. And actually, on Instagram, I'll post some pictures um, from his Instagram, which is now private. I don't want to follow the guy. Um, and I'll talk about you know some of his companies and, and affiliations and things like that. Spoiler alert, the Satanic Temple is one. Now, um, this fella serving under Robert Fenton. Robert Fenton was the former head of FEMA, okay, and he was actually in charge of FEMA during 9-11, he led the response for 9-11, and also Hurricane Katrina, obviously, fairly close to each other. Now, this Fenton guy is already somewhat of a historical figure in, you know, American politics because of, of his positions that he's held during these times of crisis, but this dude, this Dimitri Dakashakawala, is really getting a lot of the buzz from this whole, you know, position change and this whole new uh, response team that the White House is is backing. And Biden really didn't lie when he say he's going to try to take people from all religions, all, uh, you know, sexualities, all races and all this stuff. He's got a he's got a gay Satanist in there now, probably more than one. But this guy is out with it. And it's crazy because he really avoids being connected to this stuff he set his instagram to private as soon as he got this position with the government and, and all this stuff so um I, i've got some pretty damning evidence here and I'll, I'll share my source here because this was a great source i'm actually paying for the website because uh, all you people over there at patreon are supporting the show helping me since i'm you know doing this full time now helping me to try and grow the show i'm going to do the very best that i can and what little money i have i'm going to try and spend it to make the show better and um, like I said, I will share that source with you momentarily here. I just wanted to kind of break this whole thing down. Um, now, now, including all the other ways that they represent people in this federal government right now, you've got a gay, satanic, cross-dressing, cosplay doctor in charge of this stuff. I mean, again, very, very strange. And leftist websites are out there criticizing their political rivals, saying that the right-wingers... You know, people that just don't want crazy fucks in charge of serious issues. We don't know how serious monkeypox is or will become. I tend to think it's not very serious at all, but you never know. I think that if we're going to use our tax dollars and if your tax dollars are going to pay this guy, man, we just want these people to be professional. Yes, even in their private lives. I'm sorry. You're at the highest levels of government. I think you probably can't really have a double life. And I know that that's asking a lot, especially in 2022, but holy shit, this guy's weird. Like I said, right-wingers really not approving of the guy, so lefties doing what lefties do best, just going against righty, right, as opposed to whitey, going against anything that righties are out there saying um, in full force. I mean, you know, blindly covering for this guy, almost not wanting to look into him, 
because right-wingers hate the guy so much. Um, and they don't hate him because he's gay and because he's a doctor and because he has a pentagram, uh, inverted pentagram tattoo on his chest. They may hate him for the blasphemous depiction of Jesus on his stomach. I think it's his largest tattoo. Um, kind of an animal looking figure that's clearly, you know, meant to represent Jesus on the guy's stomach with his arms open, doing the as above, so below thing with his hands that Jesus did with the Last Supper, the thing that Baphomet does with its hands. A lot of blasphemous shit that this dude's up to, and it gets really fucking bad. This, uh, this dude with his partner created this, uh, institution, I'll call it for now, called Monster Cycle. And like I said, I'll talk about that here in a second, but I'm going to talk about that. I'm going to talk about the dude's Instagram. Um, some of his ways of addressing a, a health issue, which is disturbing. I think that when, when you try and make a health issue, a social justice issue, it's, um, concerning to say the least. Now, Anthony Fauci, like I said, he, he, I think is being replaced by these dudes. Um, he knows Bob, he calls Robert Fenton, Bob, um, knowing what the dude does with, with FEMA and how he works. Fauci feels very comfortable with, um, you know, Fenton's judgment calls. And Fenton is obviously the one putting Dimitri in charge or, you know, co-in charge of this whole monkeypox outbreak. Now the guy is a HIV expert. Um, obviously this is something that is important to him being a gay man. No hate on that. People get HIV. I think the government created it, but, um, it makes sense that, that the guy would be passionate about finding a cure to HIV. But this is a, one of many strange things that I will uh, talk about here. And the website that I'm getting this from is the vigilant You have to pay, I think it's like nine 95 a month or something, uh, for unlimited articles, but Pretty, pretty darn interesting site. Uh, I haven't done much looking into how credible they are, but I did do some, uh, you know, cross-referencing on this article, and it's all legit shit. So don't come at me with, oh, Vigilant Citizen is right-wing. It, 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 this article here seems to be very accurate. So um, Dimitri operated an HIV and hepatitis screening clinic out of a small office inside of a Manhattan S&M club called Paddles. S&M, for those that don't know, is like the uh, dominatrix stuff. You're wearing leather. I forget what S&M stands for exactly. Sub submissive and something maybe. Um, like a sub and a dom type situation where you got people dressing up as leather dogs getting apparently paddled. Um, but this is a place where men could pay $40 to party without their coats or clothes, according to The Atlantic. And he also dressed in drag to administer meningitis vaccines at a sex club and bathhouses during the outbreak in New York City. NBC News reported this. Now, in an interview with The Atlantic, he claims to have learned his bedside manner from East Village drag queens. It's strange. Now, this is coming from Daily Caller, uh, Meet Joe Biden's monkeypox czar, a gay doctor in drag who wants to dismantle stigma. Now, it goes on to say, I guess, and this is a, a 2021 interview with The Advocate. Uh, he says, and these are his words here, to end the epidemic of HIV, obviously, to end the epidemic, we must have a clear focus on the STI and hepatitis epidemics, uh, and we must address the systemic racism, sexism, homophobia, and transphobia that hamper our progress. I'm thrilled that we are going to approach addressing HIV like a new outbreak all over again so we can end it. Okay, what does racism, sexism, homophobia, and transphobia 
have to do with ending any kind of disease, whether it's sexually transmitted or not. This guy, all that he's doing here is using words that a certain political ideology blindly falls behind when they hear them. So if you don't support this guy in a roundabout way, you're either racist, sexist, homophobic, or transphobic, and you're hampering their progress on this work. Okay, but that's not the most satanic stuff. Obviously, they're taking up and making it down. But this is, it's a very strange way to go about ending something that has really affected a lot of people. I, I'm not beating around the bush there. Now, as I'm scrolling through the article, there's an, uh, a picture of him, a cover of Plus Magazine. And it says, The Good Doctor. And he's wearing his, uh, you know, jeans, looks like he's very buttoned up. He's got, you know, good a good, uh, you know, professional outfit on, but the shirt under the coat is wide open and he's got a dominatrix S and M type leather, uh, <laughs> pentagram right side up, not upside down, but a pentagram on his chest. And again, this is like a leather strap thing, clearly making a reference to the gay stuff. He's got the little gay, uh, police hat on top, conductor hat, whatever the fuck that is. So making it clear that, you know, this is going to become more acceptable, you know, a professional at the highest levels, again, of health and government, where health meets government and policy is created, it's going to be pushed that it's more acceptable to have this complete double life. And I'm all for, you know, people letting loose a little bit in their uh, private lives versus professional, but not at this level, not at the highest levels, not this drastic, Okay. I don't give a shit if you're gay. I don't care what religion you are. I I really wouldn't care if this was the case, if this guy was just a doctor somewhere. That wouldn't bother me. I'm sure it would bother a ton of people, but not me, you know. This is crazy. This is insane. And the cover of this magazine, Plus, uh, where it says, The Good Doctor, the CDC's unconventional new HIV czar. I still don't like how they call them czars. Um, Dimitri says his name. Can we ditch our daily pills? COVID-19 vaccine 101 fighting the drug resistance. It's insane propaganda on this one cover. And then up at the top, you have Neil Patrick Harris on his modern HIV masterpiece. A lot of shit in that uh, cover alone with Plus Magazine. Now you scroll down farther. You see Dimitri with his boyfriend, his boyfriend wearing... Uh, dog leather mask. So they're doing that puppy play shit, which we saw this a little while ago with another health expert or something. I, you know, they use these these words like expert very loosely here. But you see the guy's tattoos. Um, I'm not much of a, you know, I, I see a lot of art and I think, okay, it's art. Yeah, it's stupid. It's not my cup of tea. Whatever. This is blatantly making fun of Christianity. Um, they don't like it. When we make fun of them for their religion, I I don't consider myself Christian, but I have a problem when people make fun of any of this stuff. You're not going to see somebody at the highest levels of government in the United States making fun of Allah or Mohammed or any of this stuff, nor do I think they should. Um, shit, I don't even think that the devil should really be made fun of because it is a weird thing when you start talking about these things and taking them lightly. It's it's fucked. This guy's tattoos are are a problem, I think. They're very weird. Now, I wanted to read a second passage here of why the conservatives are tearing uh, tearing their hair out, it says, over this gay doctor. Again, it's not because he's gay. 
I, I can't believe that magazines are saying that this is the case. I think that homosexuality is widely accepted here in the United States now. But this is from, uh, what is it, The Advocate. This is the magazine that he was on. Trolls have targeted his tattoos shown on his personal Instagram page. It's personal. You can't, you can't make fun of it there. Uh, of the many tattoos, Dimitri has one with a pentacle. It's the satanic star. It's actually upside down, too, on his, uh, in his tattoo. Uh, that's what made others on social media lose it. A gay doctor posting thirst traps and barring a pentacle tattoo. Oh, bearing a pentacle tattoo. Uh, many came to the conclusion that he's a Satanist. Uh, I'm, you know, quite sure that he is a Satanist, and and this article does a great job laying out the facts. Um, the opinions that you're hearing are from other articles. Now, the harness has been mistaken as a oh the sorry I'm horrible at reading. The harness has been making a splash in the fashion world for more than a year or now. Also, the pentagram, or really a pentacle, since it's a circle around it, has been around for thousands of years even predating Christianity. The HIV prevention specialist has tattoos including other iconography, including a more Christian-oriented one. Maybe it's all about balance. Again, they're saying that he has a Jesus tattoo, but it's on his stomach, and it's Jesus with a demon face. It looks like an animal mixed with a demon and some weird shit behind him on his stomach, and then also a massive uh, pentagram, and his boyfriend is, or husband, whatever the fuck, is covering his third one. He's also got some strange tattoos. Uh, looks like some sort of like demonic nun-looking thing on his bicep. So, a couple of weird dudes. Now, if you think it's weird right now, just wait, okay? Um, this Instagram of his, like I said, made private directly after he gets this position, has some weird pictures, okay? The first one, let me brighten up my iPad here because these are fucked up. Um... His personal account contained occult and satanic images such as the inverted pentagram and crucifix, which appears to be used for ritualistic purposes. You see three candles, one in the center of a pentagram with a cross at the bottom of it, and the cross actually has Jesus on it. Um, looks like some rope or some straps, probably used for his uh, dominatrix shit, um, which, again, dominatrix, fine, not my cup of tea, but... Uh, some people like it. I don't think that you have to bring Satan into everything, especially if you're a fucking government. It's, it's crazy. But um, you have a, another picture that isn't terribly weird. Um, I could see some of my dumb friends doing shit like this. Sitting in front of a picture of Jesus doing the as above, so below thing with their hands. Not cool. I wouldn't do it. But, you know, some people out there like to be shock, shock jock type uh, or, you know, what do they call those edgelords? Shock jocks or radio people, my bad. But, you know, you, you see this connection with him in the Satanic Temple. He followed them on Instagram. And this is before, you know, he went private. And he's not accepting any people that uh, might make him feel uncomfortable. Um, they claim that these pictures are edgy. I think that they go a little bit beyond that. Maybe not so much that last one. But some years ago, Dimitri and his partner, this guy named Michael McNeil, founded this monster cycle in New York City. Now, basically what this monster cycle is, is a gym. It seems like a gymnasium where you go and you work out, sweat it out. Who knows what else goes on in there? But that's not the weird part, okay? The, the location of this gym in New York City is an old church, an old Christian church, it looks like. Now, 
the gym, yes, it says here, the gym is inside a former church. Satanic black masses are all about uh, desecrating Christianity and turning a church into a satanic shrine. It's the ultimate way of accomplishing this here. Having some sort of weird gym where you do some weird shit. And this is a former church, a former place of worship. Now, inside the gym, you see like the 10-pointed star. You see um, a lot of, of strange occult symbolism for sure. Um, now, these workouts, it goes, it goes even into them. It says that they're framed as rituals. When you're doing a workout, it's not called a workout there. It's called a ritual. So if you're doing like a, let's just, I don't even think that they necessarily have spin classes. But instead of a spin class, it'd be a spin ritual. Or if you're doing a Pilates class, it'd be a Pilates ritual. Weird. Okay, you're you're obviously there's a lot of energy being expelled during these workouts. I'm not above. I, I should say I'll sink low enough to say that I think there's some sort of occult aspect to this. I'm not I, I never claim to be an expert on the occult, but I know that it takes energy, right? It gives and, and feeds off of energy and they have a post on their for I, I actually went to this Instagram. A lot of these posts have been deleted. Um, but this one looks like it was from 2019, right around Thanksgiving. It says, our version of Black Friday. And it's a picture inside the gym of three women, it looks like, wearing veils over their heads with skulls and bones and candles underneath them. And it's a black and white picture, very, very dark looking. And um, they had a black magic ritual on Friday. And you see some comments, I'm sad I'll be missing this. One girl, just some basic white bitch, is saying, yes, with a black heart. Stupid. Um, apparently, uh, it was, um, they showed their alternate schedule over the holidays. Closed on Thursday. Um, open on Friday, that Black Friday, 9.30 a.m. to 10.30 a.m. Um, oh, okay, no, 9.30 a.m., 10.30 a.m., and 11.30 a.m., they had these different classes with these folks, Michael McNeil being one of them, the the husband of this fucking freak. Now, another one that they had was, again, this is a gym. What the hell does this stuff have to do with a workout? So I think something much weirder goes on at this gym where, you know, maybe they're saying that it's a workout place, but there's clearly some, some, you know, I don't even want to make any allegations, but there's something going on here. You have this uh, bust of what looks to be a like a cherub almost, um, but you have an upside down cross on its forehead and a button on its lapel that's also an upside down cross with what's meant to look like blood, I believe, but the blood's black. Um, it is a black and white photo, so maybe it's red. But um, Dimitri's personal Instagram account was tagged on this picture that features inverted crosses drawn in blood, so it clearly was red. He's tagged on numerous pictures posted on this Instagram account. This is, of course, referring to The Monster Cycle. And you can go check it out. Visit The Monster Cycle on Instagram. Pretty tame now. But again, the guy is the highest levels of government, so he had to fucking tone this down. But the internet exists, and people found this stuff. You have another one here with the uh, boyfriend. Uh, What's his fucking weirdo's name again? Michael McNeil. Wearing this plague mask, right? Which is kind of telling considering that the guy ends up being one of the highest you know aficionados when it comes to HIV first 
and then now monkeypox, which ironically is supposedly spread by gay people. I mean, I don't necessarily believe that, but that's what they're telling us, so that's what we're going with. This Michael guy poses with this plague mask on, you know, the old-fashioned bird-looking thing, in front of a giant lit-up inverted pentagram while wearing essentially just like a wife beater, black pants, black, black wife beater, and this weird, weird mask. Um, some stained glass uh, art, supposedly, that was replaced by, uh, replaced the old Christian stained glass stuff. Shows the devil in the place of Jesus, and then you have, like, uh, Miss Frankenstein, it looks like a Rovaria, maybe. Um, a werewolf, Dracula, other weird shit like that. Um, what's this one here? Posted by the Monster Cycle, uh, Devil, The cap is the caption of the pic, it's almost time to sell your soul is this really a spinning class? That's what, you know, the the time... Yeah, see, that's the thing. Sorry, I'm kind of reading through this as I'm going here, but literally, you see this here. It's almost time to sell your soul. Got H-pop is a tag. 6.30 and 7.45 start times. Hell yeah, health, goth, pop, monster, cycle, video, gym, darkness, beats, spooky, Soho, and OM goth. Not sure what that is, but you keep scrolling through it, you know, pictures of Michael and Dimitri. The E's in all of these things are that that symbol for evil, the uh, three lines without the vertical line. And the monster mugshot shows, you know, how in a mugshot you have like four feet, five feet, six feet. This one, you probably guessed, just has sixes, six, six, six on both sides. Um, not a good look for a politician, essentially. Now. This one is weird, and it was kind of tough for me to understand when I first looked at it. You see a picture of a 666, six classes for 1666. Um, their deal here, and, and I'll read the caption, Creep It 666, our Halloween sale, just got even more sickening. Now through 1031, all six packs are, I, I mean, it says 100, but then it says, six, oh, okay, yeah, so 1666 each. Stock up now before it's too late. So apparently Satanists have good math. Better than mine, because that went way over my head. Now, this is the last one that I'll really go through this post for this Dimitri Dakawala Shala. Because like I said, I don't want to say his name too many times. He's gonna I swear he's gonna be behind me when I stop this recording. On Halloween and the day before Halloween in 2015, they had a blood rave. In this gym, in this gym that is inside of a church, don't forget, they had a blood rave, basically blood raining down from the ceiling. Everyone's covered in blood and dancing and probably doing some adult shit. It's insane. It really does look very, very dark. And it says with Michael, I'm assuming referring to the uh, boyfriend. Now, what this says here, and I thought this was a good point, the gym celebrates Halloween with a blood rave, a party where everyone is covered in blood, fake, hopefully. So, yes, they're completely down with the occult elite's obsession with human blood. Do you think the guy's a Satanist? Do you think that maybe the guy follows some occult ritual shit? Because, remember, he told us in that weird magazine that seems like a complete liberal rag, the, the Plus magazine, that, that he's not. He just appreciates the art. Sort of like Marina Abramovich and Lady Gaga and all these psychos that put it in your face that this is what they're up to. But then when you call them out for it, they say that you're overreacting and that you're sensitive and that you're prejudiced or you're homophobic or you're transphobic or any of these other obic words that they like to use to discredit 
valid opinions and valid concerns in my opinion. Um, I'm not terribly conservative. I, I do a lot of things that conservatives, hardcore conservatives would not enjoy, but I definitely agree with them here that this guy should not be in this position. He can't be that qualified. Just because he's gay and because he cares about HIV doesn't mean that he should be in these positions. We're gonna we're, we're reaching full idiocracy, but I feel like that's a distraction from reaching something much darker than just something goofy where everyone's too stupid to really know what the hell's going on at the positions of power here. There's something worse going on. And um, I'm not trying to spread fear porn, but this is real. There's a confirmed high-level dude that's in charge of our health, supposedly, that you know he wants to force vaccinate people. You know he believes in this shit. This guy is doing some dark stuff. So, and, and he was doing it long before he probably ever thought he could possibly be at the levels in his career that he is now. Scary stuff. So, I don't know. Check out. Let me say his name one time. I think I've only said his full name once other than this. Um, just so if you are curious, you can go and look him up. I encourage you to do. Um, again, Vigilant Citizen. Uh, you won't be able to see the uh, posts uh, unless you, you subscribe, it looks like. I think you can get like three articles a, a month for free, but they post a lot of good shit here. The guy's name is Dimitri Daskalakis. D-A-S-K-A-L-A-K-I-S. And he's the deputy coordinator of the White House National Monkeypox Response I keep bumping my fucking microphone. This went way longer than I wanted. I wanted to try and catch some of the football game right now. We got Denver versus like uh, the Chargers or something. I don't know why Denver is getting so many primetime games, but I've got some bets. So that's something that might not be like super, you know, it doesn't isn't greed one of the um, seven deadly sins. So you can tell I'm not 100% like, oh, it's blasphemous. Everything's blasphemous. This bothers me, though. It absolutely bothers me. So I'm going to get going. Enjoy this episode with these awesome fucking dudes. Big, big thanks to Matt, of course, at uh, The Great Deception. And then Josh and Sean from the Mind's Eye podcast. I encourage you to check all three of those out. You've probably been checking out Matt's show. Check out Josh and Sean's. Those are some great dudes to talk to. And you're in for a treat if you haven't heard this episode, guys. So enjoy it. Thank you for your support over there at Patreon. The 3 5 and $10 tiers really help. You get all my full episodes for $3. Five and ten dollars is really just to kind of support. You get a lot of extra content for that fifth one. And the ten dollar tiers, we do a end of the month chat on Sundays now. I moved it to. So your support goes a long way, guys, and I really appreciate it. Uh, tell friends about the show. If you have no money to support or buy a, buy any t-shirts from Dangerous World Store, please tell your friends and please leave good reviews on Spotify or Apple. So without further ado. Let's roll into this fun episode, Great Deception Podcast, Monday Night Master Debaters. Enjoy, guys. And welcome to another Monday Night Master Debaters. We're back. We survived another, what is it, Indigenous Day now? You can't say the C word. We're not allowed to say Columbus <laughs> anymore. Happy Indigenous Day. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, we got a fun one tonight, guys. We got we got the guys from uh, the Minds Eye podcast here joining Ryan and I tonight. Uh, welcome, guys. How's it going? It's going great. Beautiful right. day. Okay, love to be here. Yeah, thanks you for having us. I appreciate it, dude. We we haven't had much contact, but I was like, man, I gotta get these guys on. And <laughs> yeah. uh, and and I love what you're doing because you guys talk about such a variety, wide variety of stuff mm -hmm. that. 
that's right up this this show's alley because you know i i have my own podcast where i kind of do like deep dives into alternate history and shit like that but this is our free-for-all you know mm. we'd love to to bring new people on and just talk about whatever you know we can we can go deep down conspiracy holes we can go you know down uh health sometimes we go sports we go all over the fucking place so uh, but one of the things that you guys are into that I'm really interested in, because I know nothing about other than I watch it like retardedly is TikTok. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Okay. It's the so, plague of our generation. Yes. Yeah. We were just talking about this and I, dude, I'm retarded when it comes to TikTok. I don't get it. Like, <laughs> I don't understand how to make the videos. I think they're cool videos, but you know, the more I start hearing it, there's, it's all, it's another one of those algorithm based things. Right. And mm -hmm. you guys were, we were talking about this before we started recording fucking shadow bands. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> They're over there too. Huh? I see the one thing I'll say is before, I'll let you guys take off after this is a lot of people get big fast and then get axed. I noticed. Yes. TikTok is like its own beast because the thing about TikTok, which separates it from other social media platforms, is that not a lot of advertisers are on there. So all that free organic reach is now available to regular people. Because if you go to like the Facebook, Instagram, there's so many ads on there that they leave that reach for if you pay for that reach. You know what I'm saying? So that's why TikTok is so easy to blow up on, but it also is easier to blow up in your face as well because you can blow up too fast and not know what you're doing. You know what I'm saying? Like that's happened to a, to a lot of people where they blow up so fast, they just don't know what to do. Yeah. You know, and then they get shit on from stuff they said seven months ago. You know what <laughs> I'm saying? It's really, it's really interesting. But another thing that was interesting about TikTok is yes, they do have shadow bands. And I feel as though they're, they're more like different from other social medias because with TikTok, they won't even like, I know a shadow band is not, they're not supposed to tell you that you're shadow banned but it's so unexpected. Like you would spend hours making this one video that's like a minute long because our attention spans are like goldfish and then you put it online and then you get nothing for like three hours. And you're like, what the hell happened? And then, and then it randomly goes away. You don't know when it's going to go away. Mm -hmm. They don't tell you. you. You can't message them. I actually messaged them and they were like, oh, it's because your content isn't good. And I was like, what are you talking about? <laughs> like, if you know, my content's vague, not right? good, then who cares? Like, why does it need to be censored? Like, that's that that's the thing that, that is so funny about these these censors is like whether it's good or not, whether it's right or wrong, why can't I decide that? Why why are you now the thought police and 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 are the ones with the decision whether that information even gets to people or not? And that's what's fucking crazy because we all know that old senile raggedy thing sitting in you know delaware most <laughs> yeah. of the time sometimes in the white house spits the most misinformation <laughs> out there you know i mean this guy is just on a regular just spitting bullshit out there but yet they don't censor him but you or i can quote a legitimate doctor or go to research papers and 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 like you say put time into making a video make putting a show together and all it takes is them to say Boop, nope and it's out of the algorithm and you have disappeared. Yep. yep. Yeah, and there's no rhyme or reason real, to it. Side note real quick. Delaware actually just made uh, voting by mail no go. So, I mean, what does that say about like how this last election goes? Your dude comes out of this state and then now you're like, oh, shit, we're embarrassed of this guy. So 
we're not going to let this kind of thing happen anymore. That's according to like, you know, the theory. I'm sure there's some other deeper theater behind it, but it's kind of interesting that Delaware is saying that, you know, we're not going to do vote by mail no more at all. Dude, that's, that's kind of hilarious, fun. man. Right? It's a bad look. <laughs> but it's it's so fitting for this time, right? Yeah. I mean, everything is so upside down and backwards. Like this guy gets in probably because of bullshit mail-ins. Now his state is going to ban mail-ins. It's just that's interesting. I did not know that. I, I think like what Josh was trying to point out is TikTok is this whole new beast. And I don't think a lot of people have caught on to it yet. Even though TikTok's been out for like, like two a few years, a few years, yeah. TikTok is still rolling down this hill and accumulating its snow. It's just a bigger and bigger and bigger snowball. And I think what TikTok itself and a lot of politicians themselves are realizing is that it's becoming a huge and powerful tool in this country. You have the, the vast majority of this population, especially young people who are consuming TikTok for, I kid you not, hours a day the majority of their day and they're stuck on this and they're consuming everything that they see so where i guess on on tiktok's behalf where that comes into play is you know if you're consuming content and you consume the wrong content you're very easily suggestible so they implement these these restrictions or these subtle restrictions i would say that prevent people from spreading certain types of information and it's unfortunate because, you know, if you slip up even a little bit, you can get shadow banned. And like, like Josh has said, we've experienced that where we've tried to promote, you know, what we thought was good knowledge, what we thought was factual knowledge. And we, we weren't given any indication and they just shut our account off. And now, is this is this related to medical, quote unquote, misinformation or is this like factual, you know, that, like like historical been- type stuff, political yeah, it was kind of like historical political stuff because that's when yeah. we posted that video when the Pandora pe- papers got leaked, like literally the day after and stuff. And then we posted a video about it. We're like, yo, let's get this video out there. Let's get some views on it. And it started going pretty well. And then we just got smacked in the face with the shadow ban. Yeah. Like usually the way TikTok works is that it's unnatural for a video to just immediately stop getting views. It will slowly die down. Like you'll get a few hundred this day, a couple thousand next day. This one just hit 70,000 and it stopped mm-hmm. like that. It was like, what the hell is going on? That it could at that rate, it should have gone viral. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? But then we was like, okay, what was going on? And then, you know, we realized that we were talking about the Pandora papers and our video was actually one of the ones that got one of the most views. And then it just stopped. Mm-hmm. So what's it take to go viral? Oh man, Ooh, that's, I love that's that we're question. still trying to figure out. <laughs> well, the, like what's the, what's the, I, I mean, not like that. The threshold. What's the number usually? Oh, the, you technically set on a plan. Technically, yeah. like a, a viral video is anything above, like technically five hundred thousand views. Yeah. So that's technically viral, and then when you hit like a million, that's when you get to like okay, like you're about to hit more people, like than you thought you were going to hit. Like once you hit the million, is like you're viral at that point, but it's not super viral. It's like a different level. Like super viral is like tens of millions of views. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But regular viral is like 500,000 to a million. And there's actually a lot of metrics that go into that and how you can even reach those numbers in the first place. Yeah, TikTok I has- got, um, Oh, go ahead. No, no, I, I was just going to say TikTok kind of has like their, their own metrics when it comes to that. Like it's, it's very detailed. Like they take into account the length of your video and how many people fully watch your video, how long people stick around for it. There's a lot of things that you have to think about when creating a TikTok video. Me and this guy had like a two hour meeting breaking down how to get someone to watch a video for one minute 
That's like how, that's how lucrative it is. For 10 seconds, actually. We were yeah, for like, about. we're like, yo, how can we get someone to watch here to this length? You know, oh, look, someone fell off at 20 seconds. We got to fix that. It's so lucrative. It's insane. Yeah, yeah. sure. Yeah, well, but uh, real quick. Go ahead, Ryan. Real quick. I mean, I, I hadn't formally met you guys yet. Who am I talking with here along with Matt? Oh, I'm Josh. I'm the host of The Mind's Eye. And this is Sean, my co-host. We Josh have another... and Sean. Yeah. Okay. It's good to meet you guys. I'm Ryan. Um, <laughs> yeah, dude, I, I, I mean, I, you know, I, I wanted to just meet you guys formally, at least as formally as we could. Yeah. Um, I, I'm real curious with TikTok. I, I actually have a lot of problems with it, the, the way that it runs. And mm -hmm. obviously, I mean, this is, you know, Matt, Monday Night Master Debaters. I, I'm sure that we'll kind of go back and forth on this whole thing. The, the Pandora Papers topic that you guys feel like you were banned over. I actually heard about that at first from Tim Dillon, one of the biggest podcasts in the world, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. And so why would he not get shadow banned over talking about this when this dude, you know, he he, he breaks bread with Joe Rogan. Um, you know, I, I have my own theories about him. Dylan is kind of like a Rothschild name over in Ireland, which, you know, he's an Irish dude. You can basically say that Dylan, the way that it's spelled, is like a Rothschild or Rockefeller over in that, that country mm -hmm. of Ireland, right? Okay. So elite dude I, I have my own conspiracies about him and his show even though i'm a big big fan he's one of the the people i subscribe to on patreon um do you do you feel like it's possible i mean i'm a, I, I have a conspiracy show do you think that it's possible that like these shadow bands and things like this because they're they're always temporary do you mm -hmm. feel like the shadow bands are there to make you as creators feel like you're putting some dangerous information out there or something that the government might go against but like, like I said, it's temporary. You get to come back and you're getting out to a lot of people that aren't necessarily watching the content. This is always my, my pet peeve with TikTok is people will have like 70,000 followers there, but then like a thousand on Instagram. Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I, I know that was a lot there, but I'm just curious as to what you guys think about all that. Yeah, I think the, I think to be honest, like for someone like Tim Dillon, to get like shadow ban like shadow ban usually works when you're trying to reach new people if you have like an established audience like they can't really do anything about it you know what i'm saying like once you put like for 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 instance like podcasts there is no like algorithm to find podcasts and stuff you just put your stuff out and people who follow you get it there's no like they can't stop that but if you're trying to reach new people and you're talking about certain things yes you can get shadow banned and i believe the shadow ban is meant to yes stop certain information and getting out they kind of have like vague guidelines on what things you can't talk about like you know to be honest there is some pretty fucked up shit on tiktok you know what i'm saying stuff that is like very extreme that we wouldn't you know go that route but that those rules then bleed into content that is not extreme but it's still talking about things they don't like you know what i'm mm -hmm. saying so it's kind of like uh it's kind of like a foot in the door but not fully in the door yet you know what i'm you know what i mean by that I'm, I feel like I know what you mean, but I'm, I I like the interpretation in my own way. And this is me being like on the conspiracy edge, I suppose, because I have no evidence to support this. But I just okay. want to be as free opinionated as I can. But sometimes I felt like along the way, when we were growing our channel, it was almost used as a form of discouragement. And we talked about that a little bit before we started recording how, how discouraging it can be to be shadow banned and to put so much work into a video as a young growing creator and how that could, might prevent somebody from wanting to achieve higher and higher results. And I guess Tim Dillon, like Josh was saying, he already has that following. So it's easier for him to not get shadow banned if he has all those people. 
But at the early age, we were relying solely on the TikTok algorithm for us to be pushed out to those people. So when we weren't being pushed out, we weren't getting any views at all. There was no followers, no fan base to, to really follow us along that process of going through that shadow ban. So, you know, I, I want to say that maybe they were doing it to just discourage younger creators from getting into the scene and putting their opinions out there. Because not only were we talking about this topic, but we were also adding our own opinions and, and correlating them to other conspiracy theories, other subtle details that other people might have missed. Mm. maybe that was dangerous you know who knows <laughs> maybe it was well, just sure dangerous. i mean there, you never like like matt was saying earlier you never know what actually gets you what hits a red flag because there's no human being sitting there listening to all of our videos and then determining what gets banned and what doesn't it's an algorithm and sometimes these algorithms get tripped up and then they flag your page they shadow ban it they'll put you in a gray area a black area or a white area depending on how you're banned right mm -hmm. now i i just find it kind of interesting where you know people like tim dylan they'll get youtube videos removed right they'll get all kinds of uh, interference like that um i'm wondering if it's more topic related or if it's more of the show that that's what i'm curious about with this because there's just so many unanswered things with tiktok obviously coming from china um yeah. I, I heard uh, really recently that they show chinese kids uh, I believe it's owned by Huawei or no ByteDance owns uh, TikTok, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So um, ByteDance is, is basically CCP, Chinese Communist Party, and they show Chinese kids like how to start a business in these short little videos. And they show them all mm -hmm. kinds of like yeah. truly motivational things. Yeah, they're all empowering the videos, kids. right? What? It's all empowering and positive videos. Empowering positive stuff. And here in the United States, they're showing conspiracies. They're showing goofy stuff. They're showing people dance. Debauchery. They're showing all kinds of wild shit. Yeah, circus shit. Those, what right? are those? The, the the that stupid pyramid challenge. People are yeah, running. The, well, that, out was, crates, that was everyone himself. Fucking egg crates. Yeah, the, the milk crates. Yeah, the, the egg crate challenge. The milk crate Fuck, challenge. Man, weird. It's definitely true. They definitely uh, purposely changed our algorithm because, in my opinion, uh, you know, we are technically like you know, fighting each other on any way. So they want to like make the population of us not as sharp as their population. That's how, that's how it's done. So like they, they, they show their citizens things that are essential and then they show us stuff that don't matter. Yeah. Like, the bullshit. All of this it. is bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> like, 10 hours of bullshit scrolling. <laughs> yeah. Females all over their page. We tested this too, where you start a page and it's just a bunch of, you know, like random crap, like, females you know just doing the craziest stuff or people doing silly challenges and it's it's actually really interesting that you mentioned that and i'm i'm kind of curious what tiktok might actually look like in in a place like china because to also answer your other question how tiktok operates i would say in the u.s specifically because that's the only thing that we can attest for sure it's very very short content it, you yeah. have to be super quick with engaging people because people's attention span, at least here, is just super, super minute. It's horrible. It's horrible. And like we mentioned before, we spent like a couple of hours talking about how to engage people in the first five to 10 seconds of a video. It's almost <laughs> it's like you need more... a catchphrase, right? Or something yes. to reel yeah. them in. If you, you look through our videos, you'll start to see where we started to develop a hook for our videos. You know, a while ago, we were talking about what we thought was informed content, but they didn't have a hook to really engage people. And we kind of had to, not in a bad way, but kind of had to dumb it down a little bit 
kind of had to get straight to the point, give people the value, tell them what to expect. You're going to get this and, you know, give it to them as opposed to really dragging people along and giving them the in-depth conversation that I feel like a lot of people really need. Yeah. I feel like it just had to be quick, short form content and dumbed down. But that's a great combo. You could you manifest it with your podcast, right? Where you put out the smaller little clips through TikTok, but the deeper discussion then comes out throughout yeah, your podcast, exactly. right? Yeah. And that's, that's that marriage that if you can make those two work, that's the gravy right there. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Yep. Was Dude, I was, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I was laughing because there's this guy, there's a uh, a chef kind of dude on uh, Instagram that I started following recently. And every video that he does, he's a Southern chef and he's a white dude, super white, pasty, like clear skin white. And this dude opens every video right when you scroll into it. He goes, yes, sir. Like, it's just oh, the weirdest yeah. sound. And it's like, oh, have about, you seen yeah. that, dude? Yeah. It's great. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, it's catchy. And, yeah. and, and, you know, it's like, what the hell is this motherfucker up to here, you know? And, uh, I mean, he's making real basic food. But, I, I mean, I'm, I'm really attracted to the channel. I'm just curious as to, like, what, what, what? And I'm not picking on people that are TikTok. And I think that it's great if you find a platform and you enjoy doing it. I just wonder what it's doing to our society, trying to feed into that hey, really Rye, quick algorithm. This what? guy. How about this catch line? Oh, yes, my days. <laughs> oh, oh, right. oh, my ditty. What is it? Oh, my ditty. And then he goes, oh, my ditty. That's how he opens every video. Oh, it's yeah. like he's just shocked. We'll do it one more time here. Oh my days. Oh my diddy. Oh my diddy. See, I feel like that's there's, too slow for a lot of people. There's his 10 seconds to to suck you in, right? And most people like like they were saying, I, most people be gone by now, but somehow he sells it, right? He keeps you yeah. on the edge. Like or does he? Oh, yeah, exactly. He's or either gonna yeah, he depends. Either, and yeah. that's the magic of it, right? Who knows? Does he keep you or do, or do you move on? I'll yeah, find this fucking page? Southern chef right now and I'll share it because, this, I mean, I know that these guys heard of it. I don't know if you've seen it, Matt. The dude is a clown, but I love his channel. And I don't know if that's a good thing. And I don't know what that says about me. And I, I don't know what that says in. about society. <laughs> You're getting convicted on TikTok. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> horrible no i don't fuck with tiktok man to be honest i i really i i don't like tiktok but that doesn't mean that so many people you know do and and i think yeah. you know if you can make it work for you if you feel like you're not getting you know 99 bots you know interacting with you yeah oh yeah then i think it's yeah. a good i think it's a good way to potentially capitalize me personally i just think that tiktok does a lot more bad for um content creators than it does good that's just me oh, yeah, it definitely I, does uh, because when you get someone so used to your short form content, they're not going to really want to see your long term content. And yeah. that's a problem YouTube Shorts is having right now. Because right. YouTube yeah, Shorts yeah. just launched and stuff. And people are like, oh, we're getting like 100,000 subscribers in like 15 days. But when you post a longer video, you only get like 2,000 views. Yep. You know, it's like that's not natural. So, yeah, it definitely yeah. does hurt you as a content creator. You need to find a way to convert your short form content to long form content. And I feel I feel podcasts do a good job with that. Yeah, podcasts are good. And, and there, there are obviously some YouTube channels that do a good job of it. But I'm noticing a lot more, even on the YouTube side, people go into that seven to 10 minute format now, mm -hmm. instead of, you know, videos that used to be an hour long, 
Now they've condensed it down to like seven to 10 minutes hitting high level points. And it's almost like, you know, it's, it's steps, right? You start at TikTok with, with the minute, then you're going to go, okay, then I'll give you maybe a short. That's like 90 seconds. Then, okay. Now I'll give you a, a seven to 10 minute. Then if you're really interested now, here's the long form. And that's kind of almost how you have to, like, you have to leave breadcrumbs out for the people to get yeah. to your stuff. Yeah. It's like a funnel. Okay. Yeah. 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 Look at this fucking dude and listen to him. Yeah. Okay. Oh, I'm gonna have to click him real quick. Yeah, I'm wouldn't thinking. it wouldn't be a master debate? Ain't- All right. So my Cajun <laughs> see- Yes, what? so this white chicken chili. So people. <laughs> <laughs> yes, so this Cajun dirt. Everyone, I'm clicking. So that Halloween dirt cake. <laughs> That Halloween dirt cake. He's just going in and he's just talking yes, like crazy, baby. Man. Yes, so this Cajun dirty rice is an absolute panty dropper. Let's go, baby. <laughs> One pound ground Italian sausage. Get that cooked down. Add in that holy trinity: celery, bell peppers, and onion. Put that garlic. One and a half cups of long grain rice. Rice mixed in, five cup chicken stock, and hit it with two bay leaves and bring it to a rolling ball. Cut that fire down the low. Cover it up for 30 minutes. Time's up. Oh, bitch, you looking brand new. <laughs> Talk about some kind <laughs> of good. Just look at that thing. You better try. You better uh, try it. That's dude. how he ends all of them. He's got <laughs> it all, man. It, it's all about that, though. That's that generation we're in now. You got to have a hook or you got to reel these people in because these kids... My niece is into the, she's 10. She's into the whole TikTok dance thing. You know, that little 10, mm-hmm. 15 second bullshit they do with their friends. And it's like, I don't get it. Like, I don't understand it. It's the same dance. It's a different song, different hand. You know, it's all this shit. Like, but these yeah. kids, they, they have to do it. And she's cranking out like 15 videos a day. I'm like, when do you do anything else? <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> so look, why, why don't, instead of us trying to like fucking, like, you know, cater to this crazy shit. You know, I know you do this, Matt. I know that like Bob, people like this, they, they're raising their kids to not be like this. You know, they're raising their kids to be like, OK, this doesn't make any fucking sense. You know, people dude, when you go to like I, I saw Kim Kardashian booze raining down on this bitch at the Los Angeles Rams game. Right. When these I'm people go out yet. in public, they should not feel safe. I don't care if it's Kim Kardashian or a politician. Kanye West, any of these people, none of these people should feel safe going outside because they're just feeding into the short attention span that's going to end up making us fucking weak as a society. Oh, yeah. We're already very weak. <laughs> we're there, dude. They've hey, already. Man, I they, think that we can get a lot us. worse, though. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, we're 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 on the border of idiocracy. You know, we we reference that all the time, but this shit's real. I mean, we're but just. So do mis- we want to go all the way? No, no, I yeah, no, but. I'm with you. How do you, how do you pull that plug? Like, how do you kids teach the kid? It's too late for this right now. It's going to, it's going to get worse for 10 years, maybe 20, but let's teach these kids. that oh, are you have now. to, have you to. have to teach the kids, dude, this is not the way to go. Don't pay attention to this. Yes. So fucking shit, you know, <laughs> get into other shit. I mean, even me saying this right now, I'm, I follow that dude's channel, right? But let's get into like, <laughs> hey, long form content. Let's be smart about this. It'll, it might take a, a, a sacrifice, but you'll get into, you know, I think the, the investment in the country. And, you know, if you have kids out there, I don't. I know you do, Matt. 
but there there might be a better future for these kids if we start like pounding this shit home right now you know oh yeah yeah, no yeah i mean and but what's what's the whole agenda of the other side right now it's to break up the nuclear family right it's to break up the family so these kids don't have a solid base so they can pervert them with all this tiktok nonsense because the parents are too busy working that when they get home and they need five minutes they just say fine take the phone Mm -hmm. what the kids do kids go to tiktok right and that's it's it's all part of this rat race they got us in and you know it's it's tough it's tough raising kids these days because it is so easy to yeah. just say take that phone you know for five minutes and 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 a lot of them now you you can't really filter what they're gonna see and and they could see anything and all it takes is one video to fuck them up pretty good you know and that's that's <laughs> yeah. the, the sad part about it have you guys seen that grim cutty movie grim cutty no no i don't think so it's a it's a it sounds dumb but it's it's good like the the concept of it it's a little like hyped up it's uh you know kids that get there's like a yeah you know, i don't know if you guys heard of creepy pasta like where those these yes. weird like online yeah. i used to watch kinda, those kind of <laughs> cool you know but <laughs> like there's bed, this yeah. uh there's this weird uh almost like an online cryptid called grim cuddy and uh-huh. grim cuddy makes people want to kill themselves and like peer sure. pressures them into doing like online trends Mm-hmm. And these kids um, basically like get addicted to their phones in this movie and they can't be separated from their computers or their phones because they have to know what's going on with Grim Cuddy. And the parents get involved and the, it turns out the more that the parents get involved, the crazier Grim Cuddy gets. But it just shows in this really cool way how um, how how these online trends are fucking with kids like the kids are having withdrawals from not seeing Grim Cuddy on on their screen it's fucking weird dude yeah it's a that good goes movie. into that whole that's, that's that gets weird. back into what's his name wow the the uh netflix guy Read oh, um, uh, what's his she, name uh something is it bernays edward bernays, edward bernays. we go yeah. back oh, to the bernays right this is all that mind control mk ultra shit yeah. that stems from <laughs> the nazis <laughs> you know and that's what this is and it's funny because, you know, I know, Rai, you hate fucking Yuri Bezmanov and you think he's a shill, but, you know, there were people predicting this shit back in the 70s and 80s saying that this is what's coming. And, you know, you're going to be told the truth and deny it because it's not what you're being told on the news. And that's where we are now. I don't hate Yuri Bezmanov, Matt. I just think that he was put there for a purpose. And I think that he's put there so that people can be like, see, this is what's going on but none of us are going to do anything about it because we're just seeing it. And we're like, you know, it's just a way to, to uh, get people to point it out and be like, this is the plan. But then the other side will be like, you're crazy because politics are so, you know, polarized one, one side, you know, mostly people that are voting for Trump and seeing things from a conservative perspective are saying Yuri Bezmenov is telling us that the Russians are trying to infiltrate our culture. And then the left, just because they have to be the opposite of the right will say, that's not true. Yeah, that's. I think that's why he's there. Now, you got any guys listen to the Rogan uh, interview with Roger Waters last week? Oh no, actually, no, I haven't. Not Dude, I, I highly anybody out there too that's listening. I highly recommend this interview. Roger Waters is one of the most base guys out there when it comes to this shit, and he's he's been on it forever. Um, but he he went on and on about this because one of the big things is, you know, nobody's calling these people out on their bullshit, you know, and as soon as you do, you get censored. 
you get shadow banned, you get blocked. And he's like the whole, you know, and, and his whole concept, you know, that his mother ingrained in him when he was young was read both as read as much as you can and read as much as you can on both sides of the argument so that you're educated and then you're able to do the right thing. Thank you for saying that too. Yes. Especially because <laughs> there are right? so many people, just like you said, just one or the other, or it's because it's the other, it has to be wrong. If you're on the other side, it's like so black and white and that's not reality. The re reality we're on a complete spectrum of ideas. And I love that you said that because I guess that's what we try to, to propagate in this show is there is no blue or red right or left you know you can identify like on either side like wherever you feel more strongly preference but the reality is you can you can adhere to ideals anywhere in between the two you know you don't have to be you don't have to believe this just because you're a conservative or a liberal or a republican whatever you want to affiliate with it's whatever really means true to you and in order to do that you need to have an open and honest discussion you can't be biased in your ideas. You need to really resonate with whatever speaks true to you, not just because somebody else said that you have to be part of this group and you have to believe this, this, or that. And we want to break that barrier in this show. We even, even me and Josh, we have completely different ideals, but we still talk to each other with utter respect. Yeah. Because I know, you know, whatever he might see true might be true. What I, you know? Yeah. It's and and that's the point of this show too, was to get different people on with different opinions. But guess what? We can fucking talk about it and yeah. nobody's going to nobody's going to sit here and, and, and can't can't have a discussion. So they just start saying, oh, you're retarded. That's stupid. You know, just throwing names out, because once once somebody starts throwing names out, you know, you got them. Yeah, they, exactly. They've lost any <laughs> yeah. power to discuss now yeah. and it's gotten emotional. And yeah. that's the problem with our discussions today. Everybody has to get emotional because it's all about your feelings. Well, guess what? Nobody gives a shit about your feelings in reality, right? In real world, in this make-believe that we're playing now. Yeah, your feelings and your pronouns and all that shit, that really matters. But in real life, the one that I'm playing in, that doesn't mean anything. It's all bullshit. It's all make-believe. And we got to get back to that because this, this nonsense has got to stop. And it, it's really perverting everything because people are so ingrained to being on a side. Right. Like you said before, left or right, blue or red, it don't matter. It should boil down to right or wrong. Right. And what do you what do you feel in your gut when you, you make that decision? If it's the right thing for you, boom, you made the right choice. If it's if it's, the you know, if not, you got to move on and you got to deal with that. But the other problem is there's no consequences anymore. So you can get away with doing stupid shit and not have to pay the price a lot of times. And that's that's a thing that's really gotta change because there has to be consequences for your actions you know positive and negative and i don't think there are in a lot of cases i think they just go ignored should we get back to the time where presidents used to have to duel and like shoot each other hell yes <laughs> i think so dude because that's like i mean it makes sense man if someone's going to run the country but they're not willing to take a bullet for it like fuck them you know, <laughs> I think Dude, it makes sense. How how great would a pay per view Trump Biden duel? Oh, I'll pay for it. Oh I'll pay for Let's it. go. I mean, come what kind on. Of numbers now? is that doing? Get this up right now, guys. Let's do it. <laughs> even Biden. even if it's nerfed, I don't care. I want to see this show or paint paintball guns. Let's dude. do it. Yeah. yeah.
That'd be great. Five paces, turn, (laughs) and and you know what? The problem is somebody's going to dangle like an ice cream cone or something, and Biden's going to fucking take off. Yeah, Biden's (laughs) going to take eight steps while, you know, they'll take five steps. He's going to take eight steps. But, uh, yeah, man, you know, I I think that, uh, you know, you brought something up, too, like, obviously, with the polarization that that we're talking about, the... um, I was looking at this Albert Pike idea where they're, they they see the nihilists and the atheists the same way that they see the Christians, right? They see the people that are super, you know, all these people are zealots in one way or another. If you believe in nothing, that's still a belief, right? It's kind of like the idea like, uh, you know, hate isn't the opposite of love. Apathy is the opposite of love. Not giving a shit about somebody is the opposite of loving them, not hating them because you're still you're still thinking about them in a certain way so love apathy right christianity atheism political apolitical if you're apolitical i think there's a whole political class that is forming right now and we're in the middle of it there's this whole political class that is apolitical and i honestly think in a weird way this is playing into some sort of agenda this is why you have biden in the white house right now why there's a separate white house location that is a green screen basically or a stage setup, like a you know old school sitcom where there's a crowd that's off camera, and then there's the whole set right here. It seems like everything that's going on right now is a hundred percent according to plan. Just to me right now, it's how it seems. I don't know how you guys feel about that, including you, Matt. I mean, like I know we've kind of talked about this a little bit, but um, I'm real curious how you guys feel about it. Just the the idea that everything is going a hundred percent the way that um, these elites want it. And I think that the end goal is a one world society, a one world religion, one world economy, one world, you know, currency, everything is, is to consolidate power. Um, I don't know how you guys feel about it. Hmm. Hmm. Interesting. Actually, uh, the one thing we actually talk about in our show is balance. You know, we, we believe in, in balance and, you know, well, I personally believe, I don't know if you should believe in Sean, but I believe in balance in all things. And I definitely believe that there is something going on, but I don't believe that everything in that spectrum is also being coordinated. There is a lot of things that are being coordinated. That's a, that's true. But there's also a lot of things that just cannot be coordinated. You know what I mean? Like it might, it's kind of hard to control 8 billion people. 100%. You can control a good, you can control certain aspects of their lives, like rent, food, you know, stuff that, you know, you control the companies for, but there's certain things that you just can't, put your hand and you have to like, you know, throw the thing out there and see if it works. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's definitely a lot of things going on, but I also believe that not everything is also a lie either. That's the, that's the thing about lies and truth is that the reason why lies work so well is because there's truth in them. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So you kind of like, we're in this age right now where we're like ripping apart statements to try to find the crumbs of truth in there. And you're mm-hmm. like, damn, is everything a lie? But that's where people go, go wrong. Cause not everything is a lie. And that's what's hard to fight in this generation is like, okay, what's completely truth? What's completely lie? They're very blended together. So it's kind of hard to find out what's really going on. And I think that's kind of the way it's always been. I I guess I'm wondering, just out of curiosity, like what, what would be the end goal with this one world civilization, I suppose? Because I never really gave that into much thought like where is this leading to us i guess i'm kind of like in the moment i guess just experiencing it as we go i'm seeing how ridiculous it is don't get me wrong but um i guess i'm trying to figure out like what is that 
end goal? Like, what are they trying to achieve with this consolidated force? Like you're saying, I think that it's the same concept. Um, I'll I'll try and make this like quick. I, I think it's the same concept of like Europe forming the United or the European Union, sorry. Mm-hmm. And then like the world forming the United Nations, right? Like if you have after World War II is when the United Nations forms. So the idea with the United Nations forming is that, you know, we just had this horrible world war where, I mean, we almost got wiped off the map. The United States just dropped this massive bomb. I don't think it was really a nuke, but, you know, this, this massive bomb got dropped on Japan. What happens if this technology continues to grow and there's these two sides that hate each other so much? We need to make a one world so that there's no more war, right? Now, what happens when there's no more war is the power structure gets consolidated more and more. And all that it takes is one crazy son of a bitch, Elon <laughs> Musk, Mark Zuckerberg, uh, uh, for the other side too, Donald Trump, somebody uh-huh. like that that is so egotistical that'll say, I control everything right now. Uh, there's one religion, not religion. You're shot if you're if you're not gay, wow. if you're not if you're not, heter- you know, because obviously, you know, we see this in um, uh, where the fuck is Hamzat Shemaya from? I can't believe I'm blanking on this, Matt. Chechnya, you remember, right? Chechnya in Chechnya, they kill gay people at the at the global stage. It would be the opposite. Maybe if you're straight, they kill you. Right. They can uh, if there's one world leader, they have it however they want. And maybe maybe this is fear porn. I tend to think that for right now, in the short term, it is. But it seems like this is going in this direction. That's the way I see it. And I think that if if um, if, if it's in the Bible, I think that this biblical stuff, the elites tend to follow. They seem to not necessarily believe in God, but they definitely believe in the devil. And they believe in Satan and Lucifer for sure. So I think that they're trying to follow this and they're trying to bring on this whole thing. And if that's the case, then they believe that the Antichrist will be the one world leader. And I think that that you know, they're trying to get us to this point where we're all kind of digital slaves. That's what the metaverse is. That's what our surveillance is. Um, you know, big brother, all this shit. I don't think there will be war necessarily, but every single person, if you don't have a ton of money and you're not already connected, you're going to have a pretty dismal life. And you're not really going to be able to do this stuff that I hope that we talk about later, where like you can have a side hustle and have these ambitions of being able to like, move up from classes i'm i'm middle class right now hard middle class like a hard middle <laughs> i hope that i can get to the upper middle class and then like luckily I, hopefully i can get to like upper class by the time i die and then maybe have a kid and and that kid will be pretty set up and i'll transcend classes but that won't be possible in this like one world government type situation i know that's a long answer but i think that it's just control i think that's what the one world government is it's about control yeah i definitely agree with you on certain points yeah like the that that that's where the theory goes as into the goal but in my opinion like it would it sounds like a a good idea on paper if it was decentralized like if there wasn't a one world leader you know what i'm saying like it sounds like a good idea there's no war and stuff but in the way humans are raised or we evolved to that's not a thing that could be done right now so it does sound scary when you bring up the idea of one world peace because i know a lot of spiritual people are like Oh, this is a great idea. We should have a one world civilization. Uh, you know, I've, you know, in the past, you know, we've had theories about one world civilizations before and they sounded like pretty good, but you know, it's, it has to be decentralized in my opinion. It can't be just one person, you know, calling the shots and anything. 
Have you guys messed around with the idea of Tartaria at all? Yeah, we've actually, I have a yeah. book on it. I haven't fully read it. It's and not that's the, the James Lee book, is it? Yeah, yeah. Is that is that book? But uh, I also have other references too. <laughs> I have other references too. All right? Okay, I just good. bought that. I only bought that book because it seemed it seemed interesting. And you know, obviously, I want to see all sides of the same argument. I wanted to see if that guy knows what he was talking about. And there was some interesting points in there. But that was the civilization I was referencing when I said that there were one world civilizations before. Well, we, it's yeah. the reason why I bring that up is because I was listening to a podcast today. Uh, actually, uh, Crow Triple Seven had um, Wooden Nichols and uh, Ewar on there, and they were talking about how they believe now that um, Tartaria is a psyop to get the you know get it out there in ether the idea of this harmonious you know glorious one world society and getting people in that mindset of the one world of people now in in all the tartaria stuff i've ever heard you know they talk about all the great tech and stuff but never talked about how great the people's lives were Right. I still haven't heard that. So I, you know, when I hear a theory like that, that maybe it is a psyop, you, you know, I, it starts making me look at these little areas. Now I'm one who I've never bought into the concept of Tartaria itself as, you know, I think it's a land in Asia. You know, I don't think it was this one world civilization. Now, I think at one time it's possible there was, you know, interconnected civilizations across the realm i mean we see evidence of that with with architecture and um you know math and things like that that went around the world at times that it shouldn't have supposedly but dude if if tartaria is like martial arts it's or i'm sorry if like like the old world stuff's martial arts seems like tartaria is like karate you know what i mean like, <laughs> it's like I, that's where i put generic. it you know but on the other side there's people that put it up there with like jujitsu you know, Ooh, really? where it's like one of the stronger and, be all. and I'm like, ah, and that's always been my thing with it because, and, and I have some, some friends who are real religious and they get into the religious side of it with the whole idea of just some word meetings like Tartarus and things like that, which means, you know, hell and land of hell, land of fire and hell and things hmm. like that. And you start looking into it a little more. So I've never really bought into the whole idea of it, but I thought the concept of of it being a psyop in the fact that getting us to think one world, I was like, holy shit, I've never thought of it from that angle before. And that's a real interesting angle to take it from. Now, whether I believe it or not, who knows? I mean, everything could be a psyop these days, you know, anything that's put <laughs> out there, right? Anything that yeah. gets the collective thinking about it, it could mm -hmm. have been put out there intentionally. Wow, true. I'm, I'm kind of curious, though, like, like, I know you don't have, like, a formal opinion about it, but I, I was watching a little bit of your episode when you went into a little bit of the background um, of Tartaria. And um, one of the things that struck me the most is, um, I don't know if this is a bad interpretation of it, because the entire thing is, like, written in Old English, if if I'm mistaken. If I'm not mistaken. But um, it kind of sounded like there were this very very primitive not in like a technological way but very very barbaric uh yep. very very unforgiving towards their enemy and i think that, was, that, that the specific part that spoke out to me the most is when all these different kings and kingdoms tried to cross through there and they were just decimated 
just completely decimated. So when you speak of the 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 idea of it becoming a psyop, and you also mentioned like we never really talked about like how these people were in society. Did you ever find something that like talked about like who these people were like aside from war, aside from you know battling the enemies, who they were just within themselves? Oh I yeah, I, I I went back and found a lot of old texts from uh basically 1600s to like the late 17 early 18s when they basically got eliminated and and what you'll find is like you were saying they were almost the the readings that i found they were kind of nomadic people mm-hmm. there were some you know there were a couple city states you would say like tobolsk was their capital they had a couple other bigger cities so to speak but it would they were mainly not nomads, but they lived off the land. So, and, and they were, you know, depending on what period in time, they were pretty ruthless. Um, you know, you get into the Khans, you get into the Mongols, they were all Tartarians. Um, and Dan Carlin, he does, you know, oh God, I think it's like a five part series. It's probably like 10, 15 hours. Oh on, <laughs> yeah. On Genghis Khan and the Khans and, Holy, he he changed the way I looked at it too because he was talking about the Tartars, right? And he talks mm-hmm. about these. They were kind of this, yeah, primitive people. Mm-hmm. And in none of his mentions was there any of this art, you know, idea that they would have built these grand buildings, you know. And and mm-hmm. even when you look, there, there's those buildings in like areas of Siberia and areas of what would be Tartary, but those same buildings are down in South America. Those same buildings are in China. Those same buildings are in Africa, right? We find them all. And and where are all those people? Or, or who goes to all those areas? Well, you had the Portuguese, right? You had the Spanish. You had the Moors. You had the British who were all going to these same areas. Maybe they did share a little of the architecture. I don't know. It's, well, that, that's crazy. But like, I... My thing is like you think of an advanced civilization, you I guess you automatically come to mind. They have like these great structures, these beautiful artistic buildings, and then it's for you to like say that because I didn't know that, and then for you to also say how they I believe they also uh, conquered or they they defeated the Egyptians and the Persians. These these civilizations that we've held up to such a high pedestal. To me, it's like it's just mind blowing that we've never ever been taught this at least me personally in my school career i've never been taught about the tartarians and how they could be so much more powerful than the egyptians and then not even you know have uh relics of their past of buildings and then also be a nomadic tribe and still wipe out these huge civilizations yeah because because what i found with them is what they would do is they did a lot of what you know and and why i i I find it funny they did a lot what alexander did right alexander Mm -hmm. went from uh you know east to west and and they went vice versa and and what it was or no sorry opposite sorry alexander went from west to east and they came from siberia you know northern china western or eastern russia to the west towards europe towards turkey you know they went through rome they went through constantinople they went through all the way to egypt like you were saying and that's pretty impressive but there's <laughs> there's no mention right there's no we get the cons right we get genghis khan we get uh tamerlane who's one of his offspring who was a pretty you know ruthless ruler that made made some ripples 
But the interesting fact is, and one of the things that, again, they mentioned in this whole, is it possibly a PSYOP? If they just said that old world China, would people be interested? Or old world Russia? But you say old world Tartary, and now, hmm. now you have it ringing in your head, right? Hmm. What, yeah. do, what do Russia and China represent right now? Well, you know, in the, in the, if we're looking at the times, it's the Marxism and the communism. So is this, what they got into, is this PSYOP pushing on us almost a Marxist communist pushing them to the front in history and saying, oh, the Russians and the Chinese, who are really the Tartars, um, were the ones who did all this great stuff. Interesting. It, it's just, there's so many levels to it. It's one of those things. I recommend people go listen to it and, uh, and, and, and get your opinions out there because no, it's fascinating. It could make sense because, you know, in, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, I follow like the spiritual community and stuff like that. And usually those, those people are like, you know, for some reason, a lot of people are kind of like waking up to this kind of stuff that's being pushed out right now. And it would make sense to propagate a one world civilization because usually spiritual people believe in oneness and they want everyone, you know, everyone's one and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. It would make sense from a, a tactical standpoint to propagate a one world play, um, like um, civilization. And then once you join it, you get wrapped around your neck with some BS. And then now oh, you're a part of something different that you thought oh, it was, yeah, right? Sure, that would make yeah. sense to do that. That's, so that's, a micro, that's a microcosm of BLM right there. Yeah. I no, that's exactly what they, they wrote these people before. in, right? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's craziness. And then they just take all the money and run. <laughs> well, think about if there's all these people, if, if there's a bigger and bigger group that's thinking one way and you're outside of that group, it's so much easier for that small group that's outside to get engulfed or, or to get removed, right? Let's say there's 8 billion yep. people in the world and 7.9 billion of them believe one thing, one, one ideal, and then like that 0.1 of a billion people, wow. which is a ton of people, Shit. if mm. they go against that 7.9 billion people's idea then they're fucked. They're yep. fucked. Yeah. <laughs> and and to, your, to the point earlier where you were saying, you know, it's difficult to control 8 billion people. You don't have to control 8 billion people. You only have to control how many countries are there. We'll say 200 just to keep it simple. There's, I mean, you, how many high-level politicians in each country? Let's say you got to control 100,000 people. Like by their balls. You got to have 100,000 hey, people by Rye, their balls. Right. We saw it. We've already seen how many people. Of course, I'm, I'm just 2020, to say, right? I mean, no, no, yeah. I'm with you. I, that's what I'm saying. We've already seen this bullshit. They've showed how many people it takes for them to pull off an operation like this because they've done it to us. They yes. just did it on like I a minor that. level. This was kind of like a pinprick. And that right? was controlling less than 10,000 people. We have less than 10,000 high level politicians in this yeah. country. We and probably what, have about. And what, Ryan, what also happened? People started turning on each other. Right on All behalf of those politicians, turn them, turn them on each other, and guess what? Now we're policing each other. Family members are turning on family members. It's just yeah. divide and conquer. Man. Yeah, we talk about that a lot. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. We we actually talked about um, and not to detract from this conversation, but I guess there's some similarities about how um the the whole war on drugs and it, just want to preface this by saying this is a little bit of a theory, but it's backed in a lot of evidence, but. There was this theory that the whole war on drugs was started to break apart the core foundational families that made up the, the big powers in America. And it, it supposedly started when um, the whole Martin Luther King revolution started 
uh, the CIA or just higher government officials started to realize that these huge back black families were coming together and they were a huge power force in the community. And they realized, you know, like what, what is driving these huge families to make these big changes? Cause they were very, very powerful and they were very, very wealthy. And they came to the conclusion that it was these strong families, black or white, but black specifically, they were targeting these, these strong black families that were uh, creating these new future leaders. And supposedly what they did was they introduced drugs and I guess you can exchange drugs for any other kind of addiction, whether it be technological, whether it be, you know, me- medicational, any, any sort of way. But they started to disseminate these drugs into these environments in order to collapse the entire system of what it means to be a strong family. And what that did was it separated people. It started to turn family against family. My uncle is going to prison because my uncle did something horrible this and, you know, these huge figures in these families, they were just, they just departed from their lives. And there was no real foundation for these families to come together. And, that, and in other words, this kind of represents what's going on in the country. If you look at us as like one huge family, uh, we're kind of tearing ourselves apart piece by piece because we're being fed these drugs, which in this case is this information. Or some people might look at it, it's new technology, this new media. Food, water, air, all that stuff's drugs now too. Anything, really, (laughs) anything can be really be a drug. And if it tears us apart, then like I said before, you divide and conquer, pick them apart piece by piece by piece. No longer do you have a huge cumulative force, but you have individuals that you can pluck out from within. And I mean, that can, that you can conquer an entire civilization. Oh yeah, definitely. A family can't operate without a dad, like a nuclear family can't operate properly without a father. And they also can't operate properly without a mother. Like there's something balance. about that. It's yeah. all yeah. about balance. And you that can't battery get that idea. without outside a nuclear family. And I don't give a shit what you say. You call me a homophobe all you want. It's not the way the family, there's, there's a natural energetic balance to that relationship, to that nuclear family. There is a bond there that once it's broken, you have lost souls now. You know, I mean, that's that's the thing. And and you see it with this just and it, it's a blatant attack. You see it in Disney movies, right? Yeah. How many Disney movies where the, the, the parents are missing? One parent's dead. The kids are orphans. Fucking Bambi, dude. Yeah. Gets fucking <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> right? Just capped right in front of. And, and that's what you're showing your kids. You're showing your kids watching a, a deer watch its mother just get lit up. Like a Christmas tree. Boom. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Dude, we were talking about Up yesterday. We went and watched that movie Smile. And that's yep. a pretty interesting movie. It's pretty good. But um, you know, Up, you know, this is marketed to these like toddlers. That's a traumatic fucking movie, dude. Yeah. It's <laughs> a sad, sad movie. Well, so, they I do mean, that a lot. They did it with Soul also, which is you sure. know about, about a guy dead and reincarnating and all that. So let's like, let's say this for like the people that might come on to call you a homophobe for uh, saying what you said, Matt everything is based off ones and zeros right ones and zeros the one being the man the zero being the female you got the the stick and the and the hole right i mean like that's what a one and a zero is everything is based off that positive negative it's all i mean there's something that feeds off that there's no hate on on gay people but i mean you can't you we wouldn't be here if toxic masculinity wasn't a thing you none of us would be here because our ancestors either conquered somebody or if they were conquered they assimilated into the society that conquered them there's a reason doesn't move forward by a bunch of pussies it moves forward by strong people 
Yeah, there's a reason we put a hot dog in a bun and you don't eat two hot dogs at once. Exactly. It just doesn't work. <laughs> That's <funny>. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. I, I like to think about it. You know, I, I, I prefer to like take multiple streams of information and I and I can definitely hear what you guys mean. Like if, you know, I, I guess a couple of thousand years ago, you know, if you didn't have a strong family leader to get you through arduous times, you know, you weren't really going anywhere. You were, a dead. Time you, you were, were dead. dead. You weren't living, right? Dead. Like you wouldn't make it through the winter if you didn't have a good leader. Yeah, there's a there's a time and a place for that. And I think everybody has this role in this society. And we, you know, we need people on either side of the spectrum. And I guess, you know, at, at one point, we got like, very comfortable. And you know, these ones and zeros, they started to bleed into zeros and ones, you know, we started to be a coagulation between the both. And I mean, scientifically speaking, that's to be expected. You know, there, there are a lot of other species that kind of exhibit both sides of the spectrum as well. But what I would agree in saying and what I don't appreciate other people kind of pushing to the side is that we need both sides. We need all sides of these equations. So it's not like I, I don't want to ostracize people by saying, you know, you shouldn't be this or you shouldn't be that. But I, I think we shouldn't we shouldn't call toxic masculinity in the way that we kind of perceive it now, which it, is it being a, a horrible thing, because I think, like you said, I, I think placing the word toxic on it isn't really right, but I understand why we use it because it's what people call it, but I don't view it as toxic. I view it as just being much more, much more engaged in your masculine energy or much more engaged in your feminine energy. And like I said, it goes both ways. Sometimes you need the masculine. Sometimes you need the feminine in your environment. And that's where we come. We come together as both in a family to create this experience. Yeah, and you see that too through through throughout time, right? That's that wave that we ride. There's a heavy masculine period, then it's followed by a feminine period, and that's the balance in nature, right? Everything Much you better. need, everything needs balance, and and where we are going with things is taking away from that balance. And what does that do? That just creates instability, and instability is not good for humanity, right? Hum human beings are meant to be stable. They're, they're meant to have a purpose, not to be in this just chaotic situation. Our, our, we haven't evolved to that point yet. And, and putting us in that state causes people to be frantic. And mental illness is at an all-time high right now. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I was going to say, Matt, you're a student of history. You know a lot about this kind of stuff, man. We're talking about masculine and feminine waves. What happens when these massive empires that are brought up by, you know, I know that we don't like using the term, but I'm going to, I'm going to use it. The toxic masculinity idea. I agree with you, dude. Like Sean, it's not, it's not what I think it is. I don't think that being masculine is toxic at all. Uh, it actually brings a lot of entertainment. I mean, sports is that that's toxic masculinity. What try and watch football, try and watch like UFC or anything like that. You're, you're watching toxic masculinity how, as it's defined. Toxic masculinity builds these civilizations. And then when they're super comfortable, what happens, Matt? There you go. Things they get turn soft feminine and, and they, they fall apart. Yep. Look at Rome. They're fucking dogs. They're fucking animals. They're, they're dudes, fucking kids. And, and, you know, chicks, fucking chicks, you know, orgies going on, all this kind of stuff. You can see that in Greece. You can see it in Rome and Egypt, all these different empires. They start getting real fluid with their sexuality, just like we are right now. And then they fall. Yep. So I'm not saying that's necessarily going to happen. And then one more point real quick, too. Uh, I think it was Sean that brought up, uh, you know, the, the black culture getting attacked. Dude, 
who drives culture more than any other race out there talking rock talking pop culture in, in general talking any any kind of trend that you see the black culture leads the way of like i mean for the the entire duration of the united states the black culture has led where everyone else follows i mean you have little you know white kids that have never spent a day in any kind of ghetto at all like idolizing people that like actually live this kind of crazy shit you know people that that have hard hard times and these privileged little white kids are like idolizing that that's because this this i mean the the black population has always dro- driven culture dude it's it's a it's been a thing well in the cities too right i i i think you know that's one of the things that always amazed me living in connecticut which is you know less than 100 it was a, a, less than 100 miles from new york city but the trends in new york city would be like 2 years ahead of when they would get to us yeah. So <laughs> it was so, so wild. Like the, the, the cities and the, and the areas down there, the trends take off so much quicker and it takes a lot of time to bleed out into the suburbs. And by the well, time it gets out there, they're on to the, they're, they're three generations later on the next yeah. trend. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're doing new shit. I mean, they say that, that like Dolly Parton had like the hugest part in, in bringing rap to the mainstream because she went to the Bronx and saw black dudes rapping and then Dolly Parton raps in one of her songs and they credit her with with kind of bringing that mainstream wow it's like no man it's just one of those things where you know again blues rock any kind of music any kind of pop culture is really driven by the black culture i don't know if it's just like the the struggles uh, or what it is but we know that struggle brings creativity and um man i i think that i mean it's definitely a point you know like the black wall street stuff that's that's all very real it's just it's a crazy idea that uh you know it's something that gets lost on a lot of people i think that speaking that of really which, is a driver have you guys seen that shit where uh jay-z or Nicki minaj is supposedly just jay-z sped up yeah i've seen <laughs> I that. that i was like yeah. i was like all right <laughs> i don't know how to feel about that one though dude i don't know what to do with these things man between the, <laughs> I don't know. Places, the, the faces like these people that are coming out it's like what is going on right now is this shit real or are they just playing mind games with us oh man you know sometimes like uh, for some reason like there's a balance to like the content like they'll show you some crazy shit that's like possibly real and then they'll just throw some stupid shit out there yeah throw you off You're like exactly what is this real and then you show it to someone else and they're like, yo, you're fucking crazy. Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> okay. So now we're talking about that. Have you guys seen this video yet? No. I'm kind of in the middle on this. All right. So to preface this, this is talking about um, like your cell phone camera, right? So they got this lady's got a spider. His girl's got a spider in a jar. We'll watch this shit. Okay, guys, so we found this weird looking little spider thingy in the garage. And right, nothing. When hey, you type over here, look. Every time I touch my phone, it freaking tap it crazy. Move. Tap it crazy. Oh, look, yeah, yeah. look. But yet, I'm tapping the table and nothing. And I go here on my phone and I touch the camera. It's like if it feels what I'm okay, touching wait, on stop. the camera. Okay, go. That is so weird. Well, no, and and the reason why I thought it was interesting is because in my life, my dog will not let me take a picture of her. Like if I if I try and get her attention and she sees the camera, she always looks away. And like they 
it's something about it. I can have my phone out. And as soon as I point that phone at her, she's gone. She doesn't mm. want any part of it. Mm -hmm. I can never get my dog to look at a phone for a selfie either. I never realized that though. Yeah, that's the, really interesting. It's the light, it's the, it's the lighter our skins. Like oh, they no. have their, their color receptors are like different. They see like different. Mm. So they're mm -hmm. able to react to that stuff. We can't see that light. So that's why it doesn't bother us. But to this them, thing's actually blinking at you. Your camera yeah, yeah. is actually blinking. If you take an infrared light and put it near there, you'll see the 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 infrared that's coming off the camera light. Yeah, so, and they see that, so they're like, "What is that?" Like, you know. And that's what's wild because then you start thinking about, okay, I can see so much of the spectrum with my eye. What the fuck is going on around me that I can't see? Oh man, that's what and, we talk about all the time. All right, the, all the time. We only see like point, like what, like one percent of the light spectrum. If anything, point zero one percent. It's insanely yeah. low. Yeah, and then ninety nine percent of light, which is always there, is light we cannot see. So we're not seeing certain things bouncing off of it. Our eyes are not equipped to see that stuff. Yeah. So we, we always talk about that stuff. What, what's really out there? And that kind of, that's where I think like Bigfoot and all these like, you know, whatever people say, aliens yeah. and stuff like that fall into fairies and all that. I think they fall into that spectrum that 99.9 .9 of us can't see, but there are some of those people that are sensitive that can tune in and they can see, pick up on these frequencies and see these mm -hmm. beings or whatever the entities yeah, we definitely, yo, I love that topic. We always talk about that. Yeah, I feel as though that most of these beings are actually here. It's just that we don't have the eyes to see them, right? I think I think it has more to do with the eye in your mind than it does with your physical eye, actually. Because if yeah. you didn't know, the pineal gland does have like kind of the same organ tissue as your regular eyes, but it doesn't, but it's not like, you know, you can't really see out your fucking head. You know what I'm saying? It's a whole different thing, but I feel as though that's the that's the thing we need to like train to perceive certain things. Yeah, the pineal has they claim it has certain receptors similar to the light cones on your eyes. Like they, you're, the pineal gland has its own set of light cones, and that entire discussion, I guess, to, to like give a name to it, we've talked about it on the show before. But uh, we made a video called Psychotronic Energy, which was one of our 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 uh, one of the one of the biggest episodes yeah, we put out. Have you guys episodes. actually heard of that psychotronic energy? Yes, I, yeah. I watched. I watched your episode on it. That's how oh, I wow. heard. Yeah, awesome. yeah. <laughs> All right. that's one of the most fascinating discussions, and that talks exactly what you're talking about. It's these imperceivable uh, forces of nature, these imperceivable possible forces of light, and this has been talked about for thousands and thousands of years, dating as far back as uh, ancient India, ancient China, where they talked about chi and prana in their own words and um just recently we started to develop our own modernized words of it uh one of the the more recent ones was called the etheric formative forces um i think that was made by rupert sheldrick i might be botching it um but he was the guy who talked about um a whole bunch of other stuff that talked about this but then they came into psychotronic energy which is a term that the cia and the russians used to use and that talks about uh, just these subtle energetical forces that we're constantly in contact with, that we're constantly interfering with, but we can't see it through our conventional senses, which is just our touch, our taste, our smell, our hearing, or our sight. And we used to think that we were so limited to that, that we only had these five or six senses, but we're coming to find out through these studies, and these need to be repeated. Um, 
but we're coming, we're coming to find out through these studies that we're interfering with a field that we cannot presently perceive with our conventional senses, and that there may be some sort of organ or some sort of program within us that is in contact with this field or this energy, whatever it is that you want to call it. That, that's, you know, the sixth sense, right? That yeah, yeah, yeah. The sixth sense, sense that everybody sure. has. That we've been able to control and use to our abilities. And like I said, it's hard to talk about because you want to talk about this in a scientific perspective. And a lot of these studies are very classified. So when they're classified, they're not shared with other scientists. And when they're not shared with other scientists, they're not able to be repeated. When they're not able to be repeated, we can't accept them conventionally as a scientific discovery. Yeah. And, th and that's my issue with this. It's just a theory, right? It's just a theory. And another thing to mention, bro, I was reading something in the comments too about it's interesting how we're trying to scientifically prove these things, but science stops if we can't touch, sense, or like feel it or measure it. You know what I'm saying? That's where science technically stops. So we can't really, it's hard to prove it scientifically if we don't have the right tools to measure and do this stuff. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I feel as though there has to be either a tool or something that we're not using right now in our present society to prove these things. You know what I'm saying? Because science that's why, stops when I can stop when I don't touch this. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's why you go watch like, I mean, I got sucked into the early season of Skimwalker Ranch on History Channel. Oh, yeah, I watched that too. <laughs> no, and I'm like, oh, these dudes are going to. And it, it, it's just a giant nothing burger again and again and again. But they, <laughs> That's how I call it. <laughs> yeah, they suck you in with all these energetic things that they're going to find. And then it's nothing. You know? Yeah, it's pretty much nothing. The whole thing concluded with the guy saying, oh, it might be a wormhole. <laughs> yeah. And that was it. <laughs> it's like, damn, you just wasted seven hours of my life. <laughs> no, it's a fascinating topic, though, if you ask me. Um, See, I'm, no, I I'm huge into like. I love talking cymatics and frequencies yeah. and all that yeah. because that that ties into the you know the human side of us. It ties into old architecture, you know. It ties into so many things. You know, you look at old churches where they just you know churches or were they healing centers with the way they're the the sacred geometry of the buildings. And yeah, the same thing with pyramids. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Too. Get into those organs that would play in there and resonate in the. The different, um, the rose windows that had the different cymatic patterns on them, you know, all these different mm -hmm. things that, that could possibly, but I think the key is frequency, right? And what do we, what do we get bombarded with on a daily basis, but oh. just frequencies every yeah, day, every single day, unnatural, right? And that's, I think the big thing for humanity going forward is to be able to, to ground, right? to disengage from all those frequencies. Otherwise, it, it seems like we're being bombarded so much that our body cannot stay in a state of, of peace, right? It's almost in this constant flight mode or fight mode. It's there, there is no comfort at where we're at today. Yeah, I totally agree. Have you heard that book, Silent Weapons for Silent Wars? Yes. Yeah, that's a big thing. I definitely believe that, you know, we're being bombarded every single day. I mean, look at it right now. I get service in this room. Dude, I've got a frequency we can't see. Yeah, you know I've got I've got a cell phone. I've got this. I've got an Xbox over there. I've got uh, TVs, right? Yeah. And they're all <laughs> emitting frequencies, right, in this little room. And you know, there's not much you can do other than you know, I've started getting into the into the rocks, you know, and and getting into mm -hmm. some crystals and stuff, and looking at that side of things, and finding some EMF blockers and yeah, things I actually like have that. one. 
have one on me right now. Uh, oh, yeah. Wow. yeah. Yeah. It's right here. It has the flower of life on it. Yes. It's suppo- supposedly supposed to you know, <laughs> block some certain radi- <laughs> EMF radiation. But I'm going to just believe it does. So it works better. <laughs> hey, it don't matter, know, man. Placebo. Yeah, placebo. Go for it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, what's kind of interesting, too, is mixing energies with technology like this. Like, uh, you know, if, if we were all sitting in a room talking, uh, the energy would be a little different than if we were, you know, you guys, you said you're in New York. Matt, you're in, you know, the opposite side of the freaking country, too. I'm way over here. You know, it, it's to me that's kind of interesting to see how potentially this kind of shit gets broken up and Mm -hmm. instead of us talking like you know normally how we would throughout history we're talking through all these things how the how the words might hit you guys that i'm saying right now versus how it would be if we were in the same room and then you start looking at like how people do exorcisms and shit like this like digitally over zoom Hmm. like the the dude that i was talking with yeah, dude, I talked with a dude where he he had a deliverance that uh, they oh, did a so? deliverance over Zoom, and he he <laughs> wow. didn't believe he didn't believe any of it was working, and then he started feeling like something was coming out of his stomach, and he couldn't breathe for like five seconds, no and then it was way. just gone. Yeah, it was wild. I mean, this guy's oh. name is Dale, and he had a crazy exorcism over a fucking Zoom call, and there's a really great movie about it too. It's called. Um, Wow. You guys would like this if you use Zoom a lot. It's a movie called Host, uh, made in 2020. Like oh, I heard of that movie, started. dude. It's a great movie. It's like you know six chicks doing a doing a weird like supernatural thing. But when you see stuff like that, it makes it makes some sense that maybe like we're tapping into some weird shit by doing this kind of stuff. I'm always just wondering, like you know, this technology at Zoom came out at one of the weirdest times in our lives. Right. COVID is, is what brought Zoom in all of our lives. Yep. What was the purpose of it? You know, there's got to be a greater purpose to all this stuff because we're still not sure what the vaccines are supposed to do. We're not sure why COVID was introduced to us and marketed to us <laughs> the way that it was. Maybe it was it was a distraction in some sense, but we have some tangible things to hold on to still Zoom, um, all this other shit. Right. It's, it's weird that like, you know, what this does to conversation. And what was Zoom's weird. predecessor? What the hell was it at the time? Skype. Skype. Oh, Skype. Wow. Yeah. 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 That just yeah. disappeared. Where did Skype true, go? Yeah. Right. <laughs> Skype I don't know. We figured yeah, during a pandemic they would flourish and they disappeared and it was all Zoom. We were all well, funneled into like Zoom and WebEx. You guys know who's behind Zoom too? Fucking yep. CCP. I yeah. mean, like it's the same people Wait, that are behind TikTok. Really? No, you know, I'm so really aware of that. Wow. Yeah, that's that's where it came about. So no it's just weird. way. It's no weird, way, dude. It's just clicking right now. So they, <laughs> we let China into all of our homes during the pandemic. It's oh, my China. God. Zoom. COVID. We oh. let them into our homes. <laughs> well, COVID crazy. came from Harvard, I, I believe. COVID came from Harvard. That's, I haven't uh, heard that one before. Me neither, actually. Yeah, there yeah, was I've a dude it. that was traveling uh, in uh, mid-2019, I think it was. A dude traveling mm-hmm. out of Harvard that uh, got popped in an airport carrying some vials of some weird shit. And he Hmm. was going to China. He was trying to bring it. You know, it's too it's too clean when you look at the idea of like, you know, uh, what was that Wuhan lab right down the street from that bat market or whatever the fuck those crazy (laughs) assholes were eating, you know, like it's it makes too much sense. Right. It's too like straightforward. But yeah, there was a dude out of Harvard that got popped for for bringing some weird, weird stuff 
uh, out of the bio lab there. And then you look at like what Harvard's been behind since the beginning of, of its, you know, establishment. Um, well, Harvard and Dietrich, Matt. right? You look at Fort Dietrich just, right along with it. This is one of Maryland the old, old is where things. that is, right? Mm. Yep. So yeah, yeah I never, I mean, I never looked into Harvard like that, but it, you know, they are one of the oldest fucking establishments in this country. It's an Eastern establishment shit, man. Yeah. Them uh, and Yale. And Harvard's, yeah, Harvard's tied up here stuff. too with yeah. MIT, right? They have the tech side of it up here too with, with them. And, you know, you have Cambridge, which is one of the, you know, some older area in Boston. You have you know. Yale, which is the political. You have Harvard, which is the law, right? Yep. When those two are tied together. Harvard you have law. MIT, which is that scientific aspect. Cambridge, what'd you say, Matt? Cambridge is what? No, that's that's England. I thought you said Cambridge was so, okay. I did. No, I was saying Cambridge, Massachusetts is, is an area right around Boston too. That has some schools. Okay. Well, yeah, I mean, you, you have 13 Ivy league schools and they're basically all right in there. I think Stanford is one of the only ones that's not around there. Right. If I'm not mistaken. Yeah. U Penn is down in Pennsylvania, but it's up here in this area. Yeah. Well, yeah, you have all of them in the, in the Northeast. That's where yep. all the Ivy league schools are. And it's just a, <laughs> It's a, it's a weird well, that's little... where all the smart people are right i mean come on well i think that's what the 13 right? <laughs> uh you know the, how you always see 13 represented constantly in like the seals like the, the oh, little yeah. eagle carrying 13 arrows i think those are referencing the ivy league schools honestly yeah and so. then you got 13 families it's very that's prominent number interesting that they're localized around there josh brought up this thing that i've never heard about before and it was i don't know if you want to get into it but you talked about how um i think it was new england or uh new Brit britain or whatever they control um the uh american people like we've oh created. yeah uh, we was gonna we was gonna eventually get into the Merrill admiralty law we have still i'm still trying to get like information on that and stuff but yeah, well, we're basically talking not just even through the banks, but I had like a theory that uh, we never won the American Revolution. And that's because like uh, the representatives of the first leaders were tied to Freemasonry and stuff like that. But that was just my personal theory. I, I don't know if it's like true, but it is weird to see that even in New York City, Sean, did you know New York City was founded on building from the from the Masons? I was not aware of it. Yeah, I was actually going to bring that up two weeks later, but well, yeah, we can bring that up. <laughs> but uh, yeah, <laughs> you, what, the point that I was talking about was you bring up like a a great correlation between um uh the past, like uh our our, our founding fathers and mm -hmm. how we never really escaped the control of of Britain. Yeah, yeah, because they're of Freemasonry like, as we know it today. Yeah, Freemasonry as we know it today, because it's actually before. You know England and stuff, but it, as we know it today, it was founded in England according to Google, right? And then we have our our new leaders who apparently hate, you know, Britain, come to the United States and then fight the the British people, but yet they're Freemasons. You would yeah, think yeah. if they didn't like them, they would have a different organization. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And then it's you got to look into then you got to look into like the Virginia Company and things like that, and that's where it starts getting a little hairy. And then you start seeing that we, you know. It sounds like technically we still pay taxes to the queen. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's what they're so at that point. Them. How free are you when you are, you know, paying endowments to another nation? Dude, I just did an episode on this man. Like the old world order is the new yeah, world order. I just listened you know, to that we, this morning. Yeah, thanks, man. Yeah, no, I I mean the idea that um, you know, Abraham Lincoln is fighting the civil war, right? And he says that, you know, there's this dark cloud that's over america's future and it comes from rome 
And then he has another great quote where he's fighting two armies. One is in front of him to the south and one's behind him in, in Rome. And the one that's more powerful and more damaging to his future and the country's future is Rome. These are the Italian bankers. And once the, once the uh, civil war ends, the idea is that it's to free, you know, people that were enslaved, right? Free us. And it's based off race, right? That's the whole thing that they tell us that this stuff is based off race. But then these people get smart and they realize why only enslave a minority of people when we can enslave an entire nation, right? We can enslave the white people. We can enslave the, the Indians. We can enslave the black, the Mexicans, anything. Let's, let's free the black people. Let's say that, that they're free now and they have their rights. But since Abraham Lincoln just introduced these things called the greenbacks, what we know today is the dollar, the Italian bankers can now call that fiat currency. And now everyone's a slave instead of just the black people. If you are paying off a car, you're paying off a house, you're paying off anything. No, 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 Ryan. It's when you are born now. It's when you're born. Once you get a social security number. Not necessarily, man. I don't, I I don't think that that's necessarily true because you can be completely independent from the system. Everyone gets a social security number, but you can be off the grid. You know, you can, you can do all kinds of things where you're not having to pay for shit. If you, if you have a hundred thousand dollars in the bank, Take that shit out and have cash. Sit on cash and buy shit. Buy land, buy a car that's $5,000 instead of making payments on a $250,000 mm. car, mm. buying a half a million dollar house. Because for me, I have a $99,000 home and I, I'm stupid and I did a 30-year mortgage on it. And this motherfucker is going to cost me by the end of it $300,000. God damn. Oh. Right? So what's the, I mean, that's I'm a slave. A, Technically a scam. it's a scam and a half, dude. It's a scam three times wow. over. I'm getting, I'm, I'm getting fucked. And, and not only that, wow. if something breaks here, I got to pay for it. Yep. Right? Instead of like, if I'm renting a home, yeah. I, I, you know, a landlord's going to come in and fix that shit. Otherwise they break their lease and I get to move out and they have to pay me my, my security deposit back. Yeah. That's where so, I am right now. Right. My, my well just shit the bed today at my house or not shit the bed, but it's like all, you know, dingy water. So they got to, they got to dig a new well. And he's like, he's like, ah, well, I guess I, you know, when we do it, I got to get you a hotel room. You know, I got to do this. I got to do that. Otherwise yeah. I'm breaking our deal. And I'm like, yeah, that's, I appreciate that. But it's, you're right. I mean, being a renter these days is so much, you know, you can't buy now and expect to do anything with it. It's too crazy of a market. Um, well, I mean, my house has doubled in value. Like I said, I bought it at 99,000. If I wanted to sell it today, it would be 214,000. So it's doubled in six years, which is wild. I mean, there's no, yeah, especially now. Yeah. But but does that, does that also like, um, Cause you know, I'm not really knowledgeable in houses and stuff, but does, does that, does that also combat inflation too? Like, is that yeah. value the same or is it more? Technically it'd be the same. Yeah. It's supposed to like all kind of be in, in, you know, in, in par with each other, but I mean, you're never going to get that stuff back. It's not like depreciation at a full, like, like when you buy a new car, Yeah, they say that it drops like half its value right off the lot. That's not the same with a house. But it's it's similar. But yeah, no, I, I, technically I, I got, you know, half the money uh, that I put down on it versus what it's worth now. So, yeah, it, it's okay. it's complicated. It's not something I don't think anyone fully understands, to be honest. Yeah, it's I mean, it's like any loan, right? Any loan, you're taking out that principal amount. But what you're really paying is so much higher. And they just 
do it over and over again because we we fall for that system like we have to have it now instead of like ryan said instead of getting that fifty thousand dollar g-wagon you know now you're gonna go for a five thousand dollar used car that just gets you from a to b do it dude but we All gotta have day. you know that's that's the american way though it's that consumer mentality that's been keeping up with bred the into us yeah, yeah. yes so fascinating that you say that because i just made the correlation between these two types of slavery as you put it it, it, it kind of sucks to like call you a slave but i mean you said it yourself you are we all yeah. are yeah <laughs> yeah no i don't think it's like this consumerism this idea of consumerism like i you know i i need this house so i'm willing to put down you know for this long mortgage and then you kind of enslave yourself in that way well in the same ex exact uh in the same exact vein uh similarly there are people out there who are so materialistic who want to consume so much that they'll do anything to get what whatever it is that they desire yeah, yeah. so much so that they'll go ahead and they'll break a law and we have it in place and we were just talking about this earlier we, we, we we've said it in our constitution in our constitution that it's illegal to enslave anybody slavery is illegal uh and uh uh, involuntary servitude is illegal unless unless it is used for as a form of punishment as if somebody committed a crime and there you know there's a lot of theories but it, it seems like the backbone of this country is designed to get people to uh, unexpectedly break these laws to imprison them and then when they're imprisoned so easily they can be used for their label to uh, accrue billions of dollars for the government all for the fees of practically slave labor, which is free, if not, you know, a couple of pennies a day. And so there's like two forms of slavery. There's like voluntary slavery where you go ahead and you put your money on the line to be a slave to the bank. And then you're kind of a slave also to the government. You're working for the government with physical labor. So I find that yeah. really interesting that you commented on that with the consumerism. That's really what is the, the mob, like you know, the old school mob, like in the in the 70s, 80s, 90s, like the, the Sicilian mafia, right? They make you operate in their area, and you got to give them what a tax. Yeah, wow. tax. Yeah, wow. That's fact. so. Like oh, we're sitting here, and dude, how many times? How many different ways are you taxed in your day to day life? You know, sales tax. Depending, I mean, and you guys are in New York. You guys get income tax, Don't sales even... tax, all kinds <laughs> of different taxes. Oh. You can get paid seven different ways, and that tax can be taxed seven, or that that income that you're making could be taxed twenty different times, and then you got to pay a tax on top of that, right? Like my, my analogy that I use is the Patreon money that I make. Someone is working and they're getting taxed on the money that they put into my Patreon. Then that money gets taxed from the Patreon and then I get to pull it out. And then I got to pay tax again on that money that I pull out. That's three oh. times. Oh. And yeah. when you go to spend that money, you are taxed again. Oh my God. Yeah. Paid. Yeah. Yeah. So you're taxed four times with one simple transaction. Wow. So, I mean, Damn, dude, this is a mafia, wild. man. And then look, listen to this. I don't want you guys to be racist against Italians, even though I talk a lot of shit against Italians. <laughs> you got, you got, how, who are your most popular, infamous, powerful politicians? Pelosi, Italian. Giuliani, Italian. Fauci, Italian, right? You got these Italian bloodlines that have ruled our shit for years, dude. It, it's crazy. And for generations, it's, it's, you know, obviously your Italian down the street is like just a normal ass dude, but there is something about these Italian bloodlines, the black nobility, um, you know, the the bankers, all these things, they're, they're, they're so powerful that we don't even understand it. And we look at Rome today 
And, you know, mm-hmm. their, their crowning achievement is these ruins known as the Colosseum. And then you got the Vatican, which is one of the most powerful institutions in the world. Man, it, it doesn't look like much. Today, and Rome is shit. all over America. How many yeah, Washington, D.C. is Rome? How 2. many? St- no, no. But also how many states have a Rome in it? I know there's Rome, Georgia oh, sure. and Rome, New York. You know, Rome really? is everywhere. Good. Yeah. If you look at the old world everywhere. cities that are in different uh, states, you got like Athens. Yeah. You got like. Oh, fucking- right. Wow. All these weird ones. Yeah. Yeah. You have pyramids down in Memphis, Tennessee. It's a Vegas. pro shop now, but Vegas too, dude. Yeah, it's like the Romans never really died. It's like they transitioned into the Italian mafia, and then the Italian mafia never really died themselves. They were like the, they were probably like the almost as as powerful as the government back then, if not more powerful. They were controlling well, like all the ports and everything. They had a who was on the side a... of the Nazis too. You had Japan and you had Italy that were on the side of the Nazis during World War II. Yep. So, I mean, the, the fascism was very real back then. And and they just rebranded, dude. The Third Reich is now the Fourth Reich, and we're living through it, you know? And like you said, Ryan, oh. in your show, you got the you had the two sides. You had the Masons, or the Protestants and the Catholics, right? The Masons and the Jesuits. Yeah. And, and that's who was battling it out, basically. But they're the, the same now, dude. That's and and now, that's yeah, and, and then they now they're at the point where they've just blended together, and it's all one big happy family of fuck us yeah the way that they see it now <laughs> instead of being like i'm i'm protestant i'm a freemason you're jesuit you're a catholic i'm rich you're rich these motherfuckers are poor let's yep. just team up fuck yep. these poor people let's just blend the jesuits and the freemasons together you, you you hear this all the time that a jesuit can't be a freemason and vice versa man how many freemasons and jesuits do you see today yeah, but you don't have to be in this club if you're giving them a reach around you know yeah. i mean it, it doesn't matter <laughs> you guys are still friends yeah yep. <laughs> it's dirty dude it's dirty dirty shit and it's right in front of us man it, it's it's shit that's what i think Damn, that's, that's what crazy bro it's, yeah it's right there it's right there bro we have a freemason yeah. tower right over there Oh, it's all over yeah. the place. Yeah. 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 <laughs> this is crazy. Dude, that giant, yeah, th- there's all sorts of Roman symbolism all over. I mean, you look at that giant bull down on Wall Street, right? Yeah. I mean, you got all this old shit in New York. In New York, they say either, either New York City or Rome, uh, Georgia were possibly the original Rome. That, mm. The one oh. in Italy is modeled after. No way. What? Yeah. Whoa. Wait, I haven't What's heard Philly? It's it's wild shit. That's an that? interesting one. Hmm. Wait, how long ago would they have had to have been created to be modeled off of that? Because well, if you yeah, because if you look at New York, like there is so much. There is it's rumored that there's as much underground in New York as there is above ground. Oh no, yeah, there is. Yeah, Damn, I was really gonna talk about this two weeks. In two weeks but yeah that's true there's yeah so much tunnels there's actually mile there's like uh there's miles and miles of tunnels and there's levels to it and you know actually in chinatown they have a whole tunnel system where the gangs used to go to fight each other no yeah. way yeah, wow. yeah they call it they call it like something alley something alley all i know is that they go there they have a war and they fight underground and they this fight and there's gambling going on while they're fighting it's yeah insane <laughs> It's Man, crazy. I lived bro. here all my life. But if you if you think about that though, like you were saying, what did they do? There's layers they built on on top of stuff. That's what they did in Rome too, right? Rome. If you look at Rome, there's just layers upon layers of of 
shit would get destroyed. Okay, we're just going to build on top of it. Shit would get destroyed again. Okay, we're going to just build it. And that's what they did in New York. And they did it in a lot of cities. In, in Isn't New that York. everywhere, Matt? Like even underwater now? I mean, there's pyramids Oh, without underwater. a doubt. Yeah. I mean, and that's the other thing. You, you don't know where land was. You know, it depends how far back we go. I mean, some people, I was listening to a podcast the other day that said that the Mayans and, you know, could have been around 270,000 years ago. Yeah. And that just fucking blows every timeline that we've ever heard up. And so, Shit. you know, that that oh. makes it then you start looking at the layers again, and that makes a lot more sense at, at 10 to 12,000 years, which is the timeline we're working off of based on, you know, looking at Egypt and the, the pyramids. Yeah. Go back to now you blow that up to 270,000 years. The possibilities are that much more that there were civilizations that either you know got wiped out or got buried and the oh. next one would just yeah, we actually, build on top yeah, we talk about that we don't um, i actually per, i personally don't believe that whole ten thousand, six thousand year timeline is a thing I no think that's way it's bullshit. bullshit i mean look at the sumerians they had tablets talking about kings that ruled for like mad long now Over, hey yeah hey, could the ten thousand be what we have written knowledge of now because Could this be. previous got wiped out in hmm. the great flood that we hear about yeah of course because what we're we find bits and pieces of pre previous knowledge but god damn think about how much of this place is ocean that we can't even get to that shit could be buried down there and got flushed out there there's, damn, there's this yeah. guy um and he was also on joe rogan's podcast um there's two people actually um if you've heard of them i love them so much they're uh graham hancock and uh randall carlson yes sir randall carlson is the one that i specifically want to refer to about this because he talks about the great flood and for for so long we thought of it just as like a prophecy or a fable a myth and he went on to describe that, no, there really was a great flood. And he showed the scientific evidence of all these landscapes that were that were conformed by these huge tidal waves. And so to come to find out that, one, that's real. And then uh, uh, Graham Hancock goes on to describe how they found through, I, I believe it was also through LIDAR in the Amazon, these uncovered tribes, these huge civilizations um underneath all this foliage that were buried deep beneath and compacted on through uh, thousands and thousands of other civilizations on top and how these uh how these great civilizations were just seemingly buried and never to be discovered and they were they were much more advanced than we thought of before he talked about how they had this uh specific kind of soil the, the terracotta soil i believe it was that could produce you know vegetation and that's what they say the Amazon is, right? They yeah. say that's not natural soil. They say it's all man-made. Oh, shit. And it's like, how did you even, how did they even know that? Yep. <laughs> they, these are guys that I uh, supposedly, pre, some of the civilizations I think predated the Mayans, which confirms what you were talking about, like stretching the Mayan table back. Go and way back, yeah. Keeps going back and back. So it's like, how, how much further can we keep pushing this? You know, in another hundred years, are we going to push the table back another thousand? another 10,000 yeah. and, and I think the further we go back the closer we get to reality at least you know because I think we've been sold a bill of goods that doesn't match reality you know and and again reality is is all perception I guess when it comes down to it but I'm saying what really happened in the timeline sort of sort of way like what are we looking at here on a scale and even even Randall got or not yeah Randall got serious pushback using that younger dryas uh, yeah, yeah. 
as event as there was the scientific community is like no 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 and he he pushes it back twelve thousand years which gets us right around to that ten thousand bc and it fits you know with all the the like you were saying the landscape the way it changed it matches with some of the other things in the tide shifts and things like that and it's just it's amazing and and what but what we're finding is when you get guys like this, what's the first reaction? The the community, the education community attacks them, right? Mm-hmm. Tries to discredit them. And I think we're getting to a point now where that wave has gotten to a point where that community is kind of losing its luster a little bit and they're getting cracks in, in, in their wall and people are starting to break through. And people like Randall and Graham are getting much more credit and more credibility now and guys like Farad Sawas, that's just a Egyptian shill that hides real Egyptian history over there. He gets promoted like he's this savior of Egypt. No, he's the guy that's keeping us from finding out what really happened in Egypt because he's sticking to this script that we all know is bullshit. What is and that think, script exactly like that, that they're portraying? I never heard of that guy before. Farad Zawas is the National Geographic guy. He's that, oh. that white-haired guy that does everything with Egypt. He's the guy who, who you have to jerk off to get access to anything over there. <laughs> oh, yeah, okay, yeah. And, you know, when they find new stuff, he's always the first one there to put the, you know, tents around the outside so nobody can see what he's doing down there. A little bit, yeah. You know, and and, and so I think he's one of those guys that was put there to keep the narrative intact, right? Like oh, yeah. Go into the Sphinx and find out what's in there because the the Egyptian and antiquity society says no. So so I want to ask you this question because I, I have the answer to this question myself. So what do you think is the reason for I want both of you guys to answer this? What do you think is the reason for hiding this true human history? What do you think the benefit is if everyone knew this knowledge to be true? What do you think the benefit is for that? You want me to go, man? Go ahead, man. I think it's, uh, you know, if you have any kind of secret, like super, super secret shit, right? This is what secret societies are based off of. They guard secrets. I think it's simply just having knowledge that other people don't have. I don't necessarily think that it would like prolong life. Um, It might just make the slaves, all of us, it might not make us as productive if we all knew this stuff. It might not make us like, you only get one go around, right? Because I, I don't believe that. I think that it's very possible if we all had this technology, like reincarnations possible. Like, you know, the queen supposedly just died recently. Mm-hmm. I think that bitch got put into another body and she's still living just maybe like not such a high profile <laughs> life. You know, have you guys seen she got out? like the Stephen Hawking body? <laughs> right no dude she got she got some kind of good body for sure something a lot better i mean have you seen have you seen get out the, the idea of that movie yes. the coagula where they just transplant the consciousness same thing with uh what's the name of that show on netflix altered carbon yeah. oh i yes. love that show sure yeah. or or westworld i mean all these different yeah. ideas kind of blend that stuff i think it's a secret and certain people of high standing in society get knowledge to this stuff and um, I think a lot of s- these secret societies, Rosicrucians, you know, down from like the Pilgrim Society to like the freaking Freemasons, which is like, again, the karate of secret societies. It's so basic. Mm-hmm. Everyone knows these motherfuckers. Yeah. These people were set there to to kind of create this like pyramid structure of keeping this knowledge. 
right? Everyone knows the Freemasons. The Freemasons are at that bottom level. You crack them, maybe their their secret is, um, you know, they they're pushing for a one world religion. But you're never going to get to that idea that maybe there's some high level of 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 shit that that would really change society. And also, um, to to hide like what we are as humans. I think that human beings are truly special things that are created by a god of some kind. I call it God. I, I believe in Jesus. Um, I call it like, I, I kind of lean towards the Christian God. I think that that is absolutely, um, there's something to it again, because these, these elites push this Luciferian shit. So I think it's to a, you know, keep, keep the knowledge just because we don't deserve it. We need to work for these, these higher ups and then, uh, B to, um, you know, keep us away from God, the, the thing that created us. Very interesting. Take. Wow. Yeah, I think it's all about frequency, right? Again, I'm, I'm a frequency person. I think it's to keep us in a lower state and not being able to reach that higher state, right? By like what Ryan said, by keeping knowledge from us, by having us in this now industrial state, right? Where we go to school, we go to work, that, that whole unnatural state where there's a disconnect from nature. Right. Mm. I think I think there was a time when people lived much more connected to nature in the not so distant future. And I think technology is taking us further and further away from nature and natural living. And I think that's where they want to take us because we're not in harmony then. And and I think when humanity's in harmony, good things can happen. And I think they benefit more from the disharmony and the disunity uh, and the divide. And that's why they play the divide and conquer game. Wow. When did things start getting so much worse for for humanity? I mean, I, what are your guys' opinions? When did things exponentially get worse throughout mankind? Like the history that we know, let's call it 2000 years. I know it's much longer, but let's say in the last 2000 years, when did things get incredibly worse quicker? I think we took a huge step back in the 1800s. Okay. I think when Facebook came out. <laughs> no, but like, yes. to be completely That's honest, yeah, Facebook was another big thing. But I think, honestly, yeah, I think when all the ancient uh, civilizations fell, and then we aren't here to pick up those pieces, I think that's where like that gray area is, and how we started declining as a as a humanity. Hmm. I think they had some. I think they had some knowledge or something that could benefit us now. You know what I'm saying? Like some something they must have known or something they discovered that could have helped us now. And I think the loss of that knowledge is really shown today and where we're, we're living. And now, now we're addicted to phones. We're eating GMO food. Everything we have, everything we consume is not really good for us. You know, I feel as though like we lost that knowledge and I feel as though if we were to give, be given that knowledge, we would remember some, something yes. about ourselves that like, sure. you know, it's that spark right that that infinite spark that we're looking for and if we get it man they'd be in it's trouble done. yeah because <laughs> that that could be right that could be the one thing like ryan was talking about and, and i love it because he's always busted our balls about we're not going to do anything about it right and then <laughs> you're not going to do anything about it what if that spark is what would cause the collective to do yeah. it you know right and that's that's kind of where i go with this stuff is it's that knowledge that would bring us together because they've made us think that we're divided by race and we're divided by this and that. When in reality, it's a class-based system. It boils Class. down to haves and have-nots. That's it. And either you're in the club 
or you're not in the club. And it's very simple. And that's how the, the things boil down in this realm, at least from a power structure. I, I wanted to hear uh, Sean's uh, idea of like where shit started really going sideways. And then I'll give you guys the correct answer right now. Oh, oh boy. Correct <laughs> Thanks, dad. <laughs> well, in light of your correct answer with my very limited understanding of history, just because we're so young, you know, um, I, I believe around World War One is when we started to invest so much money into this war. We spent a fuckload of money in that war. And you know, for what? And I think after that money is when we realized like, dude, like we need to recuperate that. Like we're, we're going into serious turmoil here. And I think specifically after that, you know, apart from how much chaos ensued after World War One and World War Two, um, I found interesting enough is when a lot of these UFO encounters started to come to, to light. These UFO encounters um, started to make their themselves aware and around then is when we just started to shut the books 1944 1944 so that okay that puts a number to 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 my history so around then is when all these like ufo encounters started to come to light and then i think the government just started to close their books you know it was no more about like hey guys this is what's going on we're gonna go do this and this it was just take this knowledge keep it lock it away nobody else needs to know about it and um you know that goes into like um Bob Lazar and all that and I guess I want to talk about that too but I also want to hear like your correct answer as well on that (laughs) yeah dude the reason that I asked the question to you guys was because you know Matt Matt you know I think really accurately saying that you know humans are going down this really bad path because of technology and this technology starts exponentially growing right around 1944 Mm. right right after right at the end eight stages of world war ii like during eisenhower's time too right um i think uh when did eisenhower leave office 44 right because you know truman comes in and then ends world war ii um so you know eisenhower they 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 have this whole idea of like the grayata treaty where you know humans are traded and this is like something that i'm i'm real skeptical of because it's it's like so put out there that human beings and cattle are traded for alien technology. What mm. the fuck? Like, how is this so, <laughs> so well known? It's strange, but there it's undeniable that we get microwaves where you can heat up a fucking steak in a, in a damn box in five minutes, right? <laughs> yeah. You have fiber optics, you have radio wave technology. You have all this crazy, crazy shit that is growing. That I think is when human beings started going moving farther and farther away from where we were supposed to be if you look at it back in world war one even which I, I i tend to agree more so with like that idea of like yeah world war one was a bad time when as far as like the shifting of human consciousness or whatever um we were still pretty pretty straightforward i mean it, male testosterone levels are 20 times higher back then than they are today on average right i mean we were we were men were men women were women back then clearly right there i mean homosexuality again i'm not bagging on them i think that it's kind of a government conspiracy i think that there's chemicals introduced in the water that make people feel gay and all this you know cultural shit um yeah man world war ii was was this time when when technology was introduced at high levels and we started drifting away from where we were going as a as a human race i think and all that too yeah yeah dude yeah. So, what do you guys? What do you guys think of 
Bob Lazar. Because I think what Bob Lazar talked about a lot is this separation of knowledge, this separation of power between... Have you guys heard of Bob Lazar, by the way? Sure. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, he, what he talked about a lot, apart from the fascinating discoveries, was the separation of knowledge and power with the people. And ha- that was so disharmonious for the scientific process. And I love how we talked about that because he talked about um, UFOs being, you know, an ancient discovery and how a lot of it was discovered around that time period during World War One and World War Two when we started to develop those those technological advancements that you're talking about. So it, I, I find the correlation between, you know, what you're saying, like the downfall of our civilization and then the occurrence of UFOs. But I was just wondering what you thought about, about Bob Lazar's entire story. There's a theory that a portal was opened and, and uh, right around 1944. I actually heard it from um, Richard Sirrett. He, he has, um, what the fuck, A Strange Planet is the podcast that he has. And it's a good show. It's really good. I don't like recommending podcasts to anybody, but especially in like the conspiracy space, but it's, it's a good show. And he talks about, um, he has a, a Jewish dude on that is really educated in like the whole Hebrew, uh, you know, faith and everything. And they, they, this guy is pushing this idea that these alien entities were allowed to come in to our realm because of the trauma, the mass trauma of World War II. And I mean, you, you hear about like trauma induced mind control and, and trauma. I mean, I, I told you, I watched that movie smile yesterday. It's like, it's a great movie, but the whole theme of that movie is horrible shit happens to you and, and entities are allowed to enter your life because of a traumatic event. Yes. What so, the fuck did we let in on nine 11? That's the Whoa. thing, dude. And, and that's why, I mean, did, if you look at like psych, psycho psychologists and shit, were saying that um, depression was spiking massively a couple of months before September 11th, 2001, more and more people were actually saying that they were depressed on like August of, of uh, or, or fucking June or May of 2001, right? Why? I mean, why? Why was there this spike? It's like this this event, 9/11, had like this effect in space and time, where it like had this ripple effect, where people before this shit happened were feeling that maybe they were going to lose something, or there was going to be some massive changes in their lives. Because I mean, we we define things until COVID happened, which was another traumatic event. Yep. You know. We, we, we define life as, you know, post 9-11, pre 9-11, and then post COVID, pre COVID now. So there's going to be another one in 10 or 20 years, and we're just going to have these things. But these, these traumatic events are introduced to us as a mass population because trauma has something to do with this negative shit being able to be pushed on us for some reason. I don't know. I don't, I don't understand. I don't think anyone does, but yeah, yeah, as far as like all this alien stuff, I think that, um, I think that that's some negative shit. I think some demons like entered our dimension around 1944, uh, you know, like Hitler's doing horrible things put up to by the Rothschilds. Right. I mean, like this stuff mm-hmm. is all, it's all connected, but yeah, dude, I, there's no easy answer. I mean, the, these are no, there's, there's really not. Definitely not. Yeah. <laughs> like the, um, well, one thing that I just did find fascinating, maybe it corroborates that, but they, I believe it was um, in Gettysburg. There's this like, myth but there's also a lot of stories about people hearing soldiers screaming out in the field like in utter agony and there's the theory is that 
you know, they suffered so much trauma that their their souls or whatever energy that that once inhabited their body just froze and stuck in that place and time. And they're constantly reliving this loop because oh, of yeah. trauma. Yeah, and they don't realize that they're dead. That's what they yeah. say about asylums too, yeah. right? That's what all those old yeah. asylum yeah. hauntings are these people who oh. are tortured and abused and they they're, they're stuck in that loop of that that spot. They're tied to that that land energetically. It's so But dude, what's so wild about that shit with Gettysburg and like so this is Civil War era shit, right? Yep. So in the Vietnam War, like this is when psyops were were really taking a hold and like when when people like psychological warfare was really experimented with and they used to use on the Vietnamese, they used to use um, they they used to put radios in bushes to scare the Vietnamese. Oh, yes. And it would be yeah. uh, a, a, a Vietnamese dude in a wind tunnel screaming in pain. And, he, you know, it, because they believe that if you were killed in battle, you're you if you died a dishonorable death, you were stuck in space and, and in time in that spot. So they would plant radios in, in bushes to scare the shit out of these vietnamese soldiers so that they wouldn't fucking want to mess with the americans i wonder if that technology was available during the civil war too where they were actually playing crude radio signals of soldiers screaming in fucking bush and it was just a radio but the soldiers had no idea that this was even possible so they're hearing screams and they're like holy shit let's not go to that area right there and and they're just running away and they're and they're you know giving up and losing a battle and because of of some technology essentially that's wild dude that's crazy it's <laughs> that like is... aztec death whistle thing i don't know yes you know that you hear yeah, rogan he, play yeah. it yeah 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 one here it was it's freaky i don't never want to whistle into it ever again <laughs> what, 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 what happened it's like a demon heard? scream yeah oh shit it, it sounds like know. a demon scream you blow into it and supposedly like even thousands of years ago they would use that in the forest it would just blow into it and it sounds like somebody's screaming torturous oh, scream it's like a like a like what you would hear like a pterodactyl or some sort of flying bird like ah through the yeah. air it's just this nasty <laughs> like guttural it, dude, it sounds like a demon, man. I don't know how else to put it, but fuck, fuck. I ain't messing with one of those. No, <laughs> you hear that in the forest, you're turning back. You're going home after yeah, that. Yeah, get the fuck out now. Yeah. Boom, abandoned <laughs> ship. I wanted to say something about technology, though. Like, I definitely agree, like, the technology, the way we use it today is fucking us up. But I believe that it all depends on how we use it. Like, right now, technology is using us rather than us using technology. You know what I'm saying? Like we're being force fed all this shit through our technology. But I feel as though like if you know how to use technology for the right purposes, we can benefit humanity in a, in a lot of ways. It just depends on how we use it. Like, for example, for music, if you didn't know music is tuned to a certain frequency to mess with your subconscious mind. And it, I don't know the exact frequency number, I but I know 438 versus 432. Yeah, which was 432. Like exactly. 432. You know, if you actually have listened to songs tuned to those two frequencies and you do hear it's slight difference. It's like a slight difference. But uh, apparently 432 is the same hertz that your heart beats at and stuff like that. It's stuff like that, you know, like technology is not all the way bad. But let's say if we did turn the music to 432 hertz or if we change the frequency of me hearing you through these headphones to make it sound more harmonic. You know what I'm saying? Hmm. It is. It just depends on how you use it. And these people know how to use it. That's how they're able to fuck yeah. shit up. And that's well, why that everything's, your question. Sorry, everything's used to disharmony. 
right? That's they're, yeah. they're using everything to get us out of harmony, whether like we said, food, water, uh, frequent, you know, sound, music, movies, television, you name it. It's all to take us out of that natural frequency that is, you know, we're supposed to live off the land, not live in these, yeah. you know, concrete jungles and shit. Speaking, yeah. yeah, I mean, look at us, man. Yeah, <laughs> epicenter of it. Tomb right now, really. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Surrounded by other concrete tombs, and there's just Wi-Fi all over the place, right? And there's oh, lights yeah. and 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 noise and everything that just it's not natural for the body. So you know, we we ex- we do everything we can to be healthy, but the environment that we live in isn't even healthy. So how can we maximize our health if 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 our surrounding? You know, that gets back into terrain theory. There's mm. a whole thing in big cities that that's referred to as light pollution. Oh, I mean, like just yeah. like not being able to see the Can't sky. See the stars. Yeah, that's yeah. a real, yeah, that's a real thing. Uh, we try looking into the. You might see some stars, but yeah, if you drive like an hour or two away from New York City and you look back, you can see like the cloud. It looks like Gotham City. Yep. Yeah. For real. <laughs> yeah, it's like a overcast. You can really you can actually see the illumination from the city, even yeah. if you're like a couple of miles away. You'll see how Times Square just illuminates the sky. Well, you can see it from Hoboken, right? You look across yeah. the river, and man, mm-hmm. it's like New York yeah. City's like boom. Yeah. And like well, living that might in the be the answer to uh, your question earlier, where it's like you know what what's the purpose of of hiding this technology or hiding the uh, the knowledge? It might be because some of these people, like Zuckerberg and Musk, and all these people. They've harnessed the, the the secret knowledge and they're using the technology, which could benefit us, but they're using it to fuck us all up and make us fight yeah. and make us make us live miserable lives, man. Dude, I just quit my job recently. Whole, I, I, it's such a fucking load lifted off of me. It, it's insane. Congrats. You know? <laughs> Thank you, dude. I hope it works out. I hope I don't yeah. have to fucking get back into that. What job was it? You don't mind me asking. What's that? Like, what job was it? If you don't mind me asking, I, I was stocking soda. I worked for Pepsi, and you know they're they're a good company, but uh, you know, super super understanding, really really cool people, and everything that work at the level. I, I live in Tucson, Arizona, so you know, mm. I, I can say that they were great people there. But the work sucked. I mean, I'm gone for ten to twelve hours a day from my house. Sundays it's like eight hours. But, you know, and I've got dogs that I want to be around more often. And like I, I have this podcast that I'm trying to focus on and I have goals of my own, but I'm getting paid just enough to live someone else's dream, live, live the CEO and the shareholders of Pepsi's dream for damn near minimum wage, not minimum wage, like above minimum wage, but not enough to fucking be like, yeah, I, I'm willing to beat my body up and I'm willing to fucking like sacrifice time that I want to, you know, spend other ways i'm willing to you know do this other shit no man like it, it's not enough money that i was getting to not live that way especially with how unsure i feel like times are man it, it sucks dude i think everyone should get away from the system if they possibly can and you know i just did it you know recently i've done it before in my past but dude it sucks it, it's it sucks the way that these companies have holds over you and they make you like i said live their dream Live the yep. CEO's dream. Live the shareholder's dream. Don't don't care about your own dream. Like, fuck that. It sucks. You're giving them their dream. Yeah, you're working yeah. for their dream. Exactly. Yep. You're making. You're paying their bills. Making, yep. Shit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Ten times over. And who knows? <laughs> I mean, this world might just delete tomorrow. You know, in the climate that we're <laughs> yeah. living in right now, 
you know, it might be like, like it might be a psychological operation. I believe it is, but this whole, you know, threat of nuclear war going on right now, you know, at the push of a button, a person with an ego can just say, I'm done, you know, get their persona in the way, get their whole ego and their pride. They could click a button and all the, all the world's nuclear arms can just eradicate the entire planet. Yeah. I'm not saying it's going to happen. I'm not trying to evoke fear in people, but like, you know, we're living our lives, you know, some nine to five every single day, five days a week. You only get two days off. And, you know, what are we really living that for? Yeah. You know, these, these the people that we're living it for, now they're taking that power, that knowledge that we're supplying for them. We're giving them the opportunity to accrue that knowledge. And then it's being turned against us in return. And that's, it's just, that, that's what really messes me. And that's, you know, that's a big reason why I guess we also started this podcast is to just try to inform people and in some way, you know, hopefully uh, reach that level in the atmosphere that they're at. And instead of using that knowledge against the people to use that same knowledge for the people to yep. benefit the people, resonate them at that level. Oh, they'll buy you guys out when you get to that level, you know, that's all. <laughs> I, I wanted no, to man, my dad said something that really resonated with me, dude, like, uh, you know, a while ago, he said he's going to he's going to work on the day that he dies. He said that and, and he wasn't happy about it. Uh, a lot of people will. A lot of people will wake up that morning. They'll go to work and after they get home, they'll fucking die. Yep. And, and they'll work a job that they don't like. Man, if I'm going to work, I'm going to work a job that I fucking enjoy. So, you know, yeah, that's the way it should be, man. For everybody, dude. I don't care if you're a piece of shit. You should work a job that you at least enjoy. People that I hate should work a job that they enjoy. At the very least. Yeah. Yeah. One life, dude. So, yeah. Wow. All right, gentlemen. This has been fucking awesome. I I think we definitely, we definitely got to get together again for one of these because this has been one of the. Dude, this is a great one. Great conversation here. Uh, it was a pleasure. So why don't you guys plug your stuff? Let people know where they can find you. Uh, things you're working on. Let Get the interest up, man, because I want to send people your way. Oh, yeah. Uh, well, you can find us anywhere at, you know, The Mind's Eye. You can find us on YouTube, TikTok, anywhere you can type in The Mind's Eye, we're there. Okay. <laughs> we're working on exclusive things at the moment that we would like to share soon. But yeah, yeah, the Mind's we're, Eye podcast on TikTok specifically, mm-hmm. on Instagram. We drop an episode every Saturday. If you want to get your mind blown, come to the Mind's Eye. <laughs> Excellent, guys! So, thank you so much. That's awesome. Thank you. This thank is you. So fun. We got to talk yeah. about this more. I feel like we just scratched the surface of it. Oh yeah, yeah this <laughs> is for hours. That's why yeah, I looked up. I'm like, holy man. shit! It's already, it's already been over two hours. Damn! Wow! Shit! I didn't even feel it. Yeah. <laughs> no, not at all. No, so, right, what do you got going now that you're free? <laughs> oh, yeah, dude. Yeah, this was great. Uh, really, really awesome episode. Um, yeah, dude, just uh, the same old stuff, man. Just going to be focusing on the show more. So, um, yeah, man, dangerous world. That's that's what it is, always. Excellent. What hey, about you, you find man? all my stuff on uh, Great Deception Podcast, Instagram, Patreon, merch is out there. Go check out, you know where to find it. Go to Instagram, <laughs> hit the link tree. Everybody's got a link tree. Go click on it. You'll find my stuff. Gentlemen, this has been great. We'll have to do it again for sure. All right, Absolutely, guys. Man. <laughs> Everyone be good. Stay strong. Question